Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Doing good. Excited for uh, a watch along. It's going to be awesome. For sure. Yeah, this is our first edition of a watch along, a live watch along on the Hockey Podcast Network for Nashville Predators and the Anaheim Ducks. The Predators are back home in Nashville tonight. We are doing a live watch along of the game on the Hockey Podcast Network on our YouTube channel as well. The Hockey Podcast Network does a watch-along almost every night that there are hockey games. Yes. You need to be going and following. You need to go ahead and follow Hockey Podcast to uh, check out all the watch-alongs they do. It's a lot of fun. I did a watch-along with the founder of the Hockey Podcast Network, Isha. I I did a watch-along with him. He's a big Vancouver Canucks fan. And when the Preds played the Canucks a few weeks ago, I joined him on a watch-along. And it was so much fun. So we were like... Why don't we do this for the Catfish and Ice podcast? And yeah, so we've been figuring cool. out which game. This is the perfect game. This is our normal uh, recording night for an episode. And so we're switching things up tonight. We are doing a live watch-along. And everyone, if you're watching on Twitter or YouTube, we need you. We need you in the comments. Yes. This is how the watch-alongs really have fun here. Is You've got to get in on the conversation here. We want to hear all your thoughts during the game. We will talk about whatever you want to talk about during the game. And guess what? This is a huge game tonight. The Big Preds game. are finally – this is a old rival that the Preds had. Maybe one of the biggest rivals the Preds had for the longest time. And for all the diehard Preds fans who have been with his team through all the years and through the last couple of decades, you know what I'm talking about. The Ducks were one of the most hated rivals throughout the early years. Mainly when the Preds first started making the playoffs – they uh, The first team they ever beat in the playoffs was the Anaheim Ducks, and they had a lot of players who uh, fans could not stand, including Corey Perry, including <laughs> Ryan including Ryan Kessler. Ryan Getzloff is still on the team. Still playing, so, yep. Yes, and he's having a really good season. So this is a really big game. And so for all the listeners, you need to get in on the discussion tonight. We will be watching all the comments as the game goes on. You mean so much to the podcast we need you tonight, so get in on it. We are going to preview this matchup as we are about 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes away from puck drop between the Preds and the Ducks. The first time these two teams have met since January 5th, 2020. Rich, wow. does that date does that date have any significance to you? Let me ask you. Come on now. 
2020. Let's see. January 5th, 2020. Was that like one of the last? Oh, was I don't remember. Light bulb. I got some ideas, but I don't remember. I I got some ideas, but I don't remember. It was Peter Laviolette's last game behind the bench for the Preds before he got fired. That was the final nail in his tenure for That's the That's right. I do remember that because, like, it Anaheim was, was like – Anaheim was were, like that year's was Arizona. Yes, that's were, exactly what I was about yes. to say, actually. Yeah. Yes, they were bad. They were really bad. And the Preds were already playing really bad. They weren't – they were just kind of, like, listlessly going along, kind of uh, asleep behind the wheel type of stuff. Yep. And that game was just – and the locker room was very, like, not together – uh, there were a lot of different rumblings that the team was not together, and they that loss against the Ducks. It was a five four shootout loss, but was still a really really disappointing and ugly loss. Was the last mm-hmm. and and at the time, I'll tell you right now, I could not believe that they were um, that Peter Laviolette was fired at that juncture in the season. I did not see it coming at all because no. the Preds were still in the playoff race. It's not like they were a last-place team. I thought for sure that at the very worst he would be kept till the offseason and then they would make the coaching change. But they 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 only not fired him, but they immediately hired John Hines almost yes. right after, like the next day basically. The next day, and yeah. Yeah, and then they play the Boston Bruins the next game and lose. But then they the next game, I'm rejogging everyone's memory here. The next game after that, they play the Chicago Blackhawks. Pecorine gets the goaltender goal, and you yes. go on. You go on from there. So we're kind of we're kind of catching up on everyone's memory here. Hard to believe that. that. Hard to believe that's been almost two years ago. Just it's crazy. Insane. So it's this insane. is a re- this is a really big game tonight, Rich and. Let it's me tell massive. you, the, the Ducks are probably the hottest team in the NHL right now. Uh, you could throw the Edmonton Oilers in there. There's some other teams you can throw in there, but the Ducks are by far the most surprising team of the NHL. They were not expected to be any type of a threat this year, and they are playing really good. Uh, Rich, kind of tell me what your first initial thoughts on this matchup is. We're about 11 minutes away from puck drop right now. Um, like you said, this is a massive, massive game. Um, after what happened last game and then losing to Toronto the game before, they have got to get it done tonight. Um, I, I know I, I watched all of the – all of the. I sat through the, the last game um, and it just – I couldn't even believe what I was watching. It was, it was yeah. so shocking. I couldn't even – I couldn't even get my thoughts together to even t- say what they needed to do or anything. It was just – it was an embarrassment, but um, if it wouldn't have been for Matt Deshane, it would have been even worse. So, and unfortunately, those things, unfortunately, those things happen throughout an eighty-two game season. The real test of a good team is how do you turn the page and not let it happen again. That's kind of what the theme of this game is for me tonight: is <laughs> have the Predators turn the page from a really, really, really bad night at the office on Saturday night. And we are going to get we'll get more into what happened and what went wrong in that game during the downtime of tonight's watch along throughout the game. But let's, let's kind of break down the preview of this matchup, the nuts and bolts of this matchup with the ducks. We haven't seen the ducks in a while. The ducks are a very different team since the last time the predators saw the ducks uh, almost two years ago. Very different team. Yes. They have Ryan Getzloff. We know all about him. 
He has got 18 assists on the season. Only one goal, but he is distributing the puck, and he is being a leader. And there were people going into the season, I remember very clearly saying, Getzloff doesn't have much in the tank. He's yeah. not going to be. He's not going to do much for them this season. He was on mm-hmm. the. He was on the. Uh, if I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he was available, and teams were thinking about signing him, and yeah. he ended up staying with the Ducks. There were even some rumblings that the Preds might look at him, and everyone, all the Predators fans, were like, "Please, no, please, please, do not bring that. that man in here." And uh, and so he ended up staying with the Ducks. He's got 18 assists. That is impressive. That I don't is, care how much um, you don't like the player. He that is, 18 assists is pretty impressive at his age. Yeah. The fact that he is still that big a part of the offense. So we have obviously have to watch out for Brian Getzloff tonight. Yeah, they just they just showed it on TV. He's um, tied for or he's in second place for assists in yeah. the whole, all the NHL. So we've got our we've got one of our amazing listeners, Lindsay, chiming in <laughs> on the chat. We can always count on her. Hi, Chad and Rich. Also, I'm so sorry, Rich. What is she, she so sorry for, Rich? What is she apologizing she, to you for? I can't imagine what that could be. Her her uh, fantasy team destroyed mine over the weekend. <laughs> it was it wasn't even a, a contest. I was like within fifty points at one point, but then, um, yeah, it, I just nothing 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 was working, and her team just destroyed mine. So, well, uh, it happens. She, she's got some good. She's got some good things going for her. Not only is her fantasy yeah, hockey does. team doing really well, but she's a diehard <laughs> Flames fan. And you want to talk mm-hmm. about another really good team. I wouldn't call them as big of a as a surprise as the Ducks because people still thought the Flames would be a decent team this year. But they are looking really good, the they Flames are this are. year. They have a lot of really exciting players. I think they've got seven shutouts already on the season, which yep. is like – up there in NHL history is like crazy never happens. So yeah. Lindsay, you got a lot of good things going for you. We need you to bring some of that good energy to the Preds though. Like Please. steal some of that good vibes that you're getting from the flames and, and share some of it. With the Predators. Cause Just we need little. it tonight. We need it. Let's break <laughs> down. Let's break down some of these uh, ranks here for the team, the preview of the matchup here, kind of where these two teams rank among some major statistical categories and you don't have to dig very deep to know why the Ducks are where they're at right now, uh, where they're just ripping through the league after a really slow start to their season. They have, they're mm-hmm. just cooking, they're firing on all cylinders right now. So, so let's start with the power play here. The Preds actually had the second ranked power play in the NHL, and that's unbelievable. I, I, I Oh. Yeah, I saw that today, and I was like, how unbelievable, unbelievable is an understatement, Rich. I, mean, I, that's just... I, I knew they were top ten. I knew they were maybe even top five. I did not realize until today that they were number two in the no, NHL in power play percentage. The only team they're trailing is the Edmonton Oilers, who are playing like a video game right now. And, uh, yeah, they, the Edmonton Oilers are almost a 40% clip on the power play, which is just – even in this small of a sample size, through like what 18, 19 games, whatever it is, right. uh, that's still through that many games, that is just mind boggling. But the Preds, they're up there at 29% success rate right now on the power play, which is just gives you a big reason why the Preds are outperforming preseason expectations. Yeah, absolutely. 
But um, the Ducks, the Ducks are at fourth place right now in the league at power play. So we're going up against an equally solid and dangerous power play tonight in the Ducks. The Ducks are top ten in four major statistical categories this season. They are top ten in power play, penalty kill, goals for per game, and goals against per game. What a change so, from last year. <laughs> it, whereas the Preds, they are 23rd on the penalty kill. That penalty kill is starting to rear its ugly head again like it has for the last couple seasons. And so they have really struggled in that area once again, only at 23rd in the league. Goals per game, the Predators are at 20th in the league, averaging 2.7 goals per game. We all knew that's not a big surprise there. We all knew that the Preds were going to struggle to score goals this season. And that's kind of where you – that's not a surprise at all, whereas the Ducks are sixth in the league at 3.39 goals per game. So they're nearly scoring three and a half goals per game, which is really impressive for a team like this who doesn't have a ton of superstars on their team. They're just digging deep and figuring it out somehow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. here is a really, really sore spot for the Preds right now, and, and they've really got to start figuring out a way to start testing the other team's goaltender – which tonight is John Gibson, the veteran who is he's, – he's a very quality veteran. He's had his troubles. He's struggled at times. But the Preds are going to have to make him work for it tonight. They're going to have to test him. They can't come into this game and do what I'm about to tell you. The Preds are 31st in the NHL in shots per game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. 31st. Now, the Ducks are only 19th, so they're not – but my point is they're not testing the other goaltender at all like they should be. Yeah. It's going to go badly for them tonight if they don't fix that area tonight and they don't get some more pressure on John Gibson, who is 9-3-2 on this season, and he started off really bad. John Gibson, he started off in October. He went a four-game stretch where he gave up four goals in each of those four games. Since then, and since we turned the calendar to November, John Gibson wow. has won seven. He's won seven of his last eight starts and yep. is really looking good right now. So the Preds have their work cut out for them once again uh, with the other team's goaltender. But we have UC Soros, so we can't just gloss over the fact that we also have UC Soros. Yeah, Lindsay just asked on on YouTube, um, does Saros need a rest? Well, he did sort of get a rest uh, against Anna or uh, Montreal. Um, uh, yeah, it was so just Rich, horrible. As we get ready for this game, we get closer to the game. Rich, kind of like, let us know what happened there. What was the problem with that game? <laughs> why, why did it get so far out of hand? I think the score was five to nothing Montreal at one point. Duchesne did have the hat trick in the third period which kind of is like putting lipstick on a pig because <laughs> the game was already so ugly. But just kind of tell us what, how much of the blame does UC Saros deserve in that really, really horrible night for the team? Well, um, they, they scored their first goal pretty quick and it was, it was because of a, a, a defensive breakdown. Um, so at that point you're kind of like, all right, they got one cool move along. Then, then they scored another one pretty quick. I don't remember exactly the time or whatever. And then you're kind of like, okay, if you don't, you know, something's happening here. These guys are up for this game. You need to – you knew they were going to be up for it. Um, 
And then after the third one, I was like, Saros is, I mean, by that time, you know, he's, he's probably rattled. Um, so a lot of them weren't his fault. Some of them were his fault. Um, but just poor puck management and just defensive breakdowns. Uh, they had a, a, a quite a few breakaways. Um, yeah, they just – Nashville just couldn't pass the puck for anything, and they just kept turning it over. So mm. they really looked – I think they overlooked Montreal quite a bit. So Well, there's no excuse for that in this league to overlook no, anybody. So if that's yeah. what happened, then the Preds, they need to address that quickly because there's no excuse for overlooking anybody in this league. And that's yeah. why when they played the Coyotes recently, even though it wasn't the prettiest of games, I still came out of that game feeling really good because, hey, yeah. they didn't overlook them. They took care of business. And I'm not saying Montreal is as bad as Arizona, but they're still not a good team. And the yeah. fact that they lost in that fashion, and it was just that ugly, and they needed a Matt Duchesne hat trick in the third period to even make it look respectable – was yeah. just, yeah, very, very disappointing. <laughs> and that's why this game tonight against the Ducks is just a really big tone setter. And I've been saying this all day. If we're going to start taking the Predators seriously as a yeah. playoff contender, as a realistic playoff contender, and if we want people to think that this team is different and they're and they're, they've changed and John Hines is the right answer and that all these different things are going to come together and suddenly the Predators are going to, be like as good as they used to be. You got to win games like this. You got to turn the page quickly after losing an ugly game like that. Yeah. Today in the press conference, somebody asked um, John Hines, he said, are, are you, uh, is it a relief to be back home? And he was like, no, not really, because we've got a tough opponent in Anaheim coming in. So, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of work to do. So. It is nice to have the Preds back at home, though. They've is, only had yes. one home game in, like, the last three weeks, and that was against the Coyotes. And so they're back. They got the Ducks at home. This is a big, big game. <laughs> this is like this is like old old times here. This is just – you see Ryan Getzloff skating on the ice. Yep. Uh, no no love lost there, of course. Uh, no. So, yeah. No, I mean, no. they, But they've got a lot of really good young players that we'll kind of cover throughout the game that are really stepping up for them. Troy Terry is one of them who leads their team yeah. in points with 22 points. They've got a lot of really young, unknown players, relatively unknown players, who are stepping up for them. Absolutely. There's Getz Laugh right there. Yep. So we are – I think I'm a little bit ahead of you, Rich, on the on, oh, are the, you? on the stream. Yeah, so I might, I might spoil some stuff for you tonight. That's fine. It's all good. All right, all right everyone, get it – we got to get more viewers as the stream goes. Hopefully, we will get more viewers. <laughs> we encourage everyone as you're watching the game with us, or if you're listening along, get in on the conversation. If you got a question, if you got a topic you want us to cover, Anything. let us let let me and Rich know. We will cover it. That's what really makes these watch alongs so much fun is when the listeners get in on the action. Let's treat this like we're all hanging out in a living room somewhere with a big screen in front of us, and we're all hanging out watching the game together. Yes. That's what we're doing tonight for episode 82 of Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we appreciate it. And also, hit the subscribe button if you're watching on our YouTube channel right now. We yeah, really, definitely. really appreciate that. All right, so we're about a, we're a little under a minute into the game here. And it's kind of a little bit of back and forth action going on right now. I like the pace yeah, so of far. it. 
Mm-hmm. The Preds, the Preds have not come out sluggish at all so far. It's very early in the game. We got to minimize the mistakes here. We got to minimize the giveaways in the uh, Ducks zone uh, or in our own zone, I should say, because that's what really hangs UC Saros out to dry. And we've seen that way too much this season. Yes, we cannot have a repeat of last uh, when they played Montreal. I just yes, yeah, it was, just can't have it. Can't have it happen. I'm telling that. you. This Ducks team is playing with a lot of confidence, and I, I kind of honestly get very similar vibes from the Ducks as I do the Predators. I think it, the Ducks are a yep. team that are playing with a chip on their shoulder. No one gave them any respect in the preseason, and so can you really blame them? We got a comment here. Uh, Wit C on uh, Facebook or on YouTube, I should say, says, Benning has been okay, although analytics paints a different picture. What does Myers have to do to become the third right defenseman on a full-time basis? Hmm. That Wit, that's a very, very good question, and that is <laughs> that a is tough a question. question to answer. Wit, thank you for that comment. Uh, so that so Benning Benning plays that style that John Hines loves. He is a very physical type of player. He hits hard. He he's he's I like Benning personally. I don't too. ever have – I've never had a problem with Benning being, being in the lineup at all. Um, but it, when it comes to Fleet Myers, which is who Witt just brought up, uh, he he's also showing a lot of promise here. And I think it just goes to show you the third pairing for the, def- for the def- defense for the Preds has been an issue for a couple seasons now. Going back to Peter Laviolette, the third pairing has been a very troubling issue for this team. Yeah, and so it's it's – all I can say is it's a work in progress, Wit. It's yeah. a work in progress. We remember the days of Yannick Weber and Dan Hamhuis. No no well, shade on uh, Dan Hamhuis. Don't be throwing shame. No, I'm going to bring up Matt Irwin before – bring up Matt Irwin. Before Matt Irwin, okay. That's, that, that's yeah. a good one. We, we, I mean, dare we talk – dare we bring up Corbinian Holzer or uh, what was oh, the other yeah. guy's name? What was uh, Group Branson? Eric Group Branson well, was he, on the third pairing. Apparently he's doing really good now though. He's with the Flames. All right, so, well, um, we have so we have Jared Jared, to, Jared to yeah. Nordy. I mean, we can go on all night. It's been a really yeah. troubled area of the team. But thank you for the comment. Wit. We've also got yes. Justin Gambino who says hello. Justin Gambino is in our fantasy hockey league. So welcome yep. to the welcome to the watch along, Justin. So Wit C said again. I like the raw tools Myers has, but he seems a lot more high risk reward. While Benning won't give you outstanding play, but he's rarely making a Harper style breakdown. That's absolutely true. And with that, it's probably because um, Benning has a little more experience than Myers. I think Myers will eventually get there. Hines likes the big defenseman, and Myers is a big mm-hmm. dude. So very um, true. I think he'll get there. So. Thank um, you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that, Witsy. Yeah. Also, we got Michael White. Uh, what's up, oh, guys? It's oh, it's, it's Mike Mike Twitter. Twitter. Mike Twitter. All right. I didn't know. We miss you, Mike Twitter. We haven't seen Mike Twitter yeah, in a while. A long time. He is my fellow San Francisco Giants fan in baseball. That's right. So what's up, Mike Twitter? <laughs> we will start. We'll just we'll just call you Mike Twitter. We're gonna keep calling you Mike Twitter because I just yeah. love that name. And so welcome to the watch along, Mike Twitter. All right. So let's yeah, update man, what we got going on here. We're coming up on – we're about three and a half minutes into the game. Still 0-0. Both teams are kind of like trading chances, but not a lot going on. Uh, I do like the pace. I think the Preds have been in good position on defense. They're they're scooping up loose pucks. They're uh, 
They're trying. They're having a little trouble. I will say the Ducks are playing a very aggressive um, forecheck right now, and they yeah. just caused a tough Preds giveaway in the zone right when I say that. Uh, the Ducks are kind of smothering the Preds a little bit, and the Preds are having trouble getting out of their own zone and getting into transition. Tell me you haven't heard that before this season. Oh, And so, yeah, uh, the, Ducks are kind the, of clam- the Ducks are clamping in right now, and uh, uh, we have nightmares about this every day as Preds fans when we see this mm-hmm. kind of stuff go on. There's another a turnover again. Yeah, that's the that's the bad part about this. Like they just seem like they can't control the puck and they just cannot pass the puck very well sometimes. Which is a big reason why they are probably one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to generating shots on goal. Yep. Absolutely. I think it's what got, you said before about um Anaheim's got a chip on their shoulder. Like yeah. you said. We we got a Lindsay chiming in again. She says, Has Jano game has Jano's game slowed down a little bit he seems to be quiet right now he's been he's definitely kind of shot off like a rocket early in the season and he's kind of has been held in check a little bit can't argue with that at all like he's been you know he's still a very young and raw player so he's going to go through some some moments where maybe he doesn't get enough ice time maybe he doesn't get in the right situations but he's definitely cooled off a little bit and uh very very Honest observation from Lindsay there. He's definitely slowed down a little bit. Uh, Sorrow's just made a really big pad save uh, to keep this game scoreless. Uh, the Ducks are definitely uh, man. Yeah, another one. Oh, yeah, the du- the, one. <laughs> the the uh, the Ducks are definitely the aggressors right now in this game. They are kind of the Preds are a little bit on their heels. They're trying to make sure they don't give up that first goal again. And so they're kind of – the Ducks are the aggressor here. It's not really what you want to see to open up this game, but the Preds are under duress a little bit here, unfortunately. But not yeah, as so. bad as – not as bad well, as that Montreal game. Don't speak too soon, Rich. Come on now. I know. We're only I'm just saying, in. like, you're like you're like jinxing us like all, all hell right now. I do not want to jinx <laughs> – well – I will tell you, I did watch the game over at my in-laws' house, the Montreal game, and I never do that, so I might have jinxed them. Oh uh, yeah, you're never allowed to watch a Preds game at your in-laws' house ever again. That's what I told them. You're gonna have to find something else to watch when you're at the in-laws' house. I'm that's sorry. what I told them. I was like, we're, we're gonna be superstitious. We're gonna be totally superstitious. Yep, not just a little right. stitious. Super yes. Stitious superstitious all right Very so the preds the, pre, the preds seem to be kind of slowing some things down a little bit maybe that they're taking a little heat off of sorrows for now anyway but the ducks are showing why they're the hottest team in the league right now they're they're definitely showing making some things happen and finally john gibson has to make a save duchene of all people for you saying that. that he forces john gibson to make the save they're heading to a break Pretty good-looking wrister there. Uh, Gibson makes the save, though. All right. Awesome. So, speaking of that, let's kind of get into uh, some other stuff going on with the Preds right now, and that is some news we heard today regarding Phil Forsberg's mysterious yes. injury status. Yeah. And we got from Brooks Bratton, who is your go-to. If, you're, if you really need to know what's going on inside and out on the Preds, Brooks Bratton is who you need to be following, along with a lot of other good followers as well, like Adam Binion. But when he, but Brooks Bratton shared what's going on with Phil Forsberg, and there is trending in the right direction that possibly, possibly. Phil Forsberg, he could be back this week. Now, the caveat to that is we got to see how he looks 
and actual skating with the team. So um, I, I'm thinking, yes, I'm thinking there's a really good opportunity for Forsberg to return on Friday against the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I, that would be amazing. Uh, actually, against Vegas would be even better, but I know that that's probably not going to happen. But it would, it would, yeah, it would. That that just seems like too quick of a turnaround if he's just now getting back on the ice to skate with the team. I'm sure he's been doing his own personal uh, rehab assignments and workouts, but as far as skating with the team, that's yeah. something that's just been introduced this this week. So it would be very surprising to see him back, rush back against Vegas. But I got to tell you, I am. I got a lot of positive uh, vibes and uplifting when I saw that he could be back this week because I was starting to worry that he would not be back for. for um, I was starting to ha- think doomsday here. Like, how long yeah. is this going here for? If he can come back this week, that's not only a great boost for the Preds, obviously, but it's also a really good boost for him because he needs to he needs to get back in there because this that's- is obviously his contract season. Yes, definitely. So Witsy asked another question, said athletics, Dom L has Alex Carrier. Oh, it moved. With a higher value in his analytics model than Ekholm, is the jury jury finally closed on if Carrier is a good defenseman? Still questions about lack of experience. I like him. I think he always plays a good game. They must trust him because they put him on top defensive pairing. So um I've I mean, we've seen him make some mistakes, but they all make mistakes. So um mm. Glad he's back. That's for sure. Um, definitely glad he's back. I think so. I think Wit C is hitting on the fact that our defense outside of Yossi, Yossi outside of Yossi, I almost said UC Soros. Outside of Roman Yossi, uh, and obviously uh, with uh, Alex Carrier, <laughs> who he brought up, it's a very uh, unknown defensive core right now. Even if you want to talk right. about Dante Fabro, I mean it's. The defensive core is not as uh, set in stone like it used to be in the good old days when you had Shea Weber and you had uh, Eckholm in his prime and you had Ryan Ellis and you had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just not like that anymore. Like the Preds are kind of trying to retool and reload their defensive core. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. But he brings up a lot of really good um, point. Uh, Mike Twitter says, uh, ha-ha, Yossi Soros. Yeah, that's our newest player is Yossi <laughs> Soros. Yossi Soros is the newest player. If anyone's looking for a burner account on Twitter, they need to name it Yossi oh, Soros. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Just that's saying. a good one. Someone's going to beat me for... to that. I don't, I don't need another social media account because I have enough to manage right now. But if someone Absolutely. wants to go ahead and take that uh, burner account, Yossi Soros will be a really good one. Yep. All right, so as the game goes on here, we're getting close to the eight-minute mark. We're about eight minutes into regulation, into the first period. Still zero to zero. Uh, shots are tied for a piece right now. Uh, so the game, we got our first penalty coming of the game, actually. And it's the Ducks heading to the power, heading, heading to the box. The Ducks are. All right. Let's I'll see what it. happened here. Cross-checking, and that is a clear cross-check that Tolvanen just drew oh on Cam Fowler. And you Man. love that. What do they always say in hockey, Rich? The hockey purists, when you drive the net and when you get in those dirty areas, good things happen. Yes. And that's <clears throat> that That was the, the Preds' bread and butter for a while. Well but... done. Well done, <clears throat> Nelly Tolvanen drawing that penalty. He was in a good area. 
Let's see. We got a uh, oh Michael gosh, like, Mike right, Mike Twitter right. power play Mike Twitter power play. Here we go. Justin Gambino. Let's go power play time. Uh, and Yossi blast incoming according to Justin Gambino. Let's oh, hope, I hope Justin so. Gambino is right. Hopefully he'll he'll get it. I want to see Tobin and score on this power play. I would too. Yeah, he's he, he's, he's another player. Where, where he, he never really got going, unfortunately. Well, that's true. You're right. So Justin Gambino is yeah. pretty smart because we did just see a Yossi blast. It, it oh, missed the coming. net. It missed the net, but he did have no. It's coming. And I, I'm so sorry, Rich. I think you're behind me on the stream or on <laughs> the uh, feed. So I'm going to ruin everything for you tonight. But it's that's okay. Fine. I'm here for it. That's okay. <laughs> I want to know. All right, there is some Quickly. really good power. There is some really good puck movement on this power play. I gotta say, uh, they're gonna have to reset here, but there has been some really good <laughs> puck movement on this power play for sure. Uh, Wit C has been like eight months since we had a Tolvi snipe on the power play. Yes, we need it now. Need it. Absolutely, yes. right now, for sure. Or uh, or the shooting. I'll take that too. The Preds need to need to play with the lead tonight for sure. Yeah, get off to a good start. Play their game. They they've got they're getting plenty of zone time here. They're getting so much zone time. Unfortunately, they're just not getting a good lane to shoot. Ugh. Yeah, this <coughs> that was and, what happened quite a bit. And unfortunately, that happens sometimes. I mean, you get the zone time you want, and you get the you get the get the puck movement, but it just doesn't get set up for you. And there wasn't a lack of possession or opportunities on that power play, but unfortunately, oh wow! I think the Ducks just committed another penalty. Oh, we'll we will take it. Absolutely, we'll take that. And, and that's kind of what we were just talking about here. So <clears throat> even though the Preds couldn't score a goal on that first power play, they were still productive, and they were still forcing the Ducks to make really desperate decisions, and they draw another penalty. That's what you love yeah. to see. It's going to be one second on the five-on-three. Rich, do you think they can score on a five-on-three with one second? I hope so, <laughs> but I doubt it. <laughs> All right. I don't think it's going to happen. Michael White, uh, Mike Twitter, uh, one second, five on three. Let's go. Let's score the first ever Preds one second, five on three power play. How about that? I don't know if that's oh, true gosh. or not, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume. Yeah. By the time they drop it. <clears throat> but this is big here. This is where you can build some momentum. This is where you can tire out the other team's uh, defense. Uh, this is good. This is what you want to see. Uh, so now the second power play attempt is underway here. So there you I go. Mean, just just keep pushing. Just the, keep uh, pushing along. The two ducks that are in the box had mullets. Did you see that? Well, you know, you know yeah, that's. The, I feel like that's starting to be a fashion trend here. I think it is a thing. And I'm going to be totally left out of that because Wolf. if I if I grew a mullet, I would probably get arrested on the spot for scaring people. So no oh. no mullets no mullets for Chad no mullets for that Chad that would be weird I could grow one if I wanted to it would just be very scary I could too <laughs> let's not do that all right let's not set but any I'm not going to do that last, no uh, oh no no so bets last, so last season we set a bet that the Preds wouldn't win how many games in a row was it five five 
and we all had to grow mustaches if the Preds won five in a row. And that yeah. was back when our good buddy Colin Bloon was one of our co-hosts. Yeah. And uh, on season one of Catfish on Ice, and we all had to grow mustaches. And yeah. uh, that actually, yeah, that not, actually hurt not, you, Colin, worse yeah. than it did me. Well, we're you not guys doing full beards. We're not doing that with mullets. I'm sorry, but that's mm-hmm. just not happening. No. Plus, it would take forever. The only way I would do it is if it was in the sacrifice of the Preds winning a Stanley Cup. So if you want to make the bet if the Preds win a Stanley Cup, I'll grow a mullet. Then uh, that's about the only way I would do it. Yeah. It looks like Lindsay said everybody's delayed on here. So Mike Twitter said, I'll chill with my reactions. No, you don't have to. It's fine. No, no, no. We're having fun. We're, this is what it's all about. We're all good. Yep. It's fine. I'm giving it a good five seconds or 10 seconds before I actually react to what's happening to give everyone time to get caught up. Cause I really don't want to ruin it for anybody, but uh, oh. we really do appreciate all of our listeners. Oh, my mother is in the podcast stream. Oh. My mom is in the podcast. This just got really interesting. I did send her the link today. So uh, yeah, she says Chad had a mullet. I did. I did. Have oh, a I would love Nothing more was, than to see that a was back. Of that. But hey, time out. That was back when I didn't get to control my haircut. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So let's let's sleep. I think I had a pretty cool mullet, but there you uh, go. Anyway, that was back yeah. in the '90s when mullets were cool. So we need to while while Chad's mom is on here, we need to thank her. If you guys see all the logos and stuff, the catfish on ice logo, all the. All the things that the the graphic stuff, she does all that for us, and we really appreciate it. Yes, she's she's very talented graphic designer in the Nashville area, yep. and she designed our logo. And it's I'm biased here, but it's the best logo on the Hockey Podcast Network. So all the credit all the credit goes to her for that. She designs yep. a lot of our graphics and a lot of our promos, and so we can't thank her enough for that. Definitely. All right, so let's update the game here. We're we're getting. We're getting down under uh, eight minutes left in the first period. Uh, the Preds have really kind of stopped that early momentum that the Ducks had. I like their response. I like <laughs> the way they're playing. I, I really do. Yep. I th- oh! What happened? Perfect timing. I'll let that simmer for a little bit so everyone else can get caught up. Yeah, please let it. Oh, yep. How how far behind are you, Rich? Good Very. <clears throat> Apparently a lot. All- did you push pause on your DVR or something? I did not. I did not. It's live. What What a goal. It's Bally's. Let's see. Oh, I bet it's coming right here. What a Ryan rush. Johansson with but the hey, hey, that was a that was the definition of a team goal. Yes. That Keep was passing. a team goal on the rush. We do have not seen that enough this season. And Lindsay, I'm pretty sure you were talking about Tanner Janot and how he's cooled <laughs> off a little bit. Well, guess what? Tanner Janot is heating back up. He did not score the goal. The goal goes to Ryan Johansson with an outstanding, accurate shot to oh, John Gibson. But that rush was started by Trennan, who made an outstanding pass. Oh, my gosh. That behind-the-back pass. And oh, Trennan, wow. and, Tr- and then Janot sent it to Johansson. And I'm sorry, but Gibson had no chance at stopping that. No. What awesome. a teamwork goal There's by the Preds. Assistant coach Dan Hynoke congratulating all the boys. That's what awesome. What a to goal. See. That's what yeah, you that's, that's what awesome. we need more of. That is a big time first strike by the Preds. Big yes. time there. Yep. They needed that. 
Definitely. There was a funny comment up here. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Mike Witt said you had two options in the Southern nineties. If you weren't making your own hair decisions, mullet or a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never had the bowl. I don't think. Yeah. If I, if That's I did, we, if oh. I did, if I did have that haircut, hopefully that picture has been burned and shredded and we'll never see of it ever again. Oh man. I hope you're I'll take, I'll, I'll take a mullet over a bowl <laughs> cut any day. Oh yeah, just me absolutely. But uh, luckily, I don't have to worry about that because I'm I'm bald, and bald is beautiful. Yeah. Commercial break. That chick from nine hundred two one zero. That's the commercial I'm seeing. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about commercials. <laughs> All right. So as as we're getting through this first period here, uh, so the Preds get another big time goal. Uh, they get they strike first big time there, and. Let's just yeah, kind of update what the stats are looking like right now, the game stats as we're heading through the game here. Uh, Johansson scores his sixth goal of the season. The assists come from Yakov Trenin and Tanner Janot. That's going to make a highlight reel tonight. Yeah, that was beautiful. That goal. That goal will be on a highlight reel. I think it might Absolutely. make Sports Center's top ten, actually. Uh, Trenin gets his third assist of the season. Tanner Janot gets his fourth assist of the season. Uh, like Lindsay said, Tanner Janot's been a little quiet lately, and right on cue, he gets a he gets a pretty big assist. But I'm going to call that a full team effort goal there. Oh, absolutely! Not to take anything away from Ryan Johansson because he <clears throat> he absolutely put the exclamation point on it by putting that puck in the right spot to beat Gibson. A very accurate shot by uh, which went down goes down as a wrister for Johansson for his sixth goal of the season. So the big money players continue to produce for this team. Uh, and that's what we need. Looks like they're winning um, shots on goal, six to ten. Um, face off, they're winning face off, sixty forty. That's good. Um, hits uh, three to six for Predators. That's good. Uh, they Anaheim's got three blocks. The Predators two, but um, and let's see four to two on giveaways. Yep, not good, but. Early early returns, the Preds are yep. kind of controlling action. The way that game opened, though, the way the game opened tonight, the Ducks were really clamping down on them. So I love the response that the Preds made uh, after that early first few minutes where the Ducks were kind of doing what they wanted to do. So yes, uh, <coughs> as of now, the Preds are doing a really good job. They're playing aggressive. They're playing their style of game, which is what I love. Like they're they're dictating it. They're dictating the pace of the game again. And they're not, dare I say, UC Soros has not had to really be that sharp yet. Even yeah. though he does have, even though he does have seven saves, he has not had to be that sharp yet. Yeah, and and after what happened to him last uh, in the last game against Montreal, it's good to see him. Like it looks like he's settled in. You know, he's not letting it linger. He can't do that, obviously. So this will be a good game for him to come back. Yeah. Hopefully, they can. Uh, not do anything stupid so he gets hung out to dry. Uh, Lin Lindsay says, just had to speak it into existence. Well, Lindsay, we need you to speak a lot of things into existence. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you get, if you got that, because you already got the Flames, who are one of the best teams in the league right now, playing one of the yeah. best. So go ahead and give us some of that for the Preds, too. If you got something to give, give it to us. Absolutely. Happy get for on. Ryan Johansson. I'm happy for Ryan Johansson though, because he's kind of like he kind of gets lumped in with Matt Duchesne constantly. Like they're both kind of like linked together as the underperforming, high paid mm -hmm. players. 
And so Duchesne has obviously just been on a oh, on a tear. We're going to talk more in depth about Matt Duchesne during the first intermission, about what he's doing this season and just how amazing he's been. But Ryan Johansson, uh, he gets in on the scoring action there, so it's good to see that. Yep. What's uh, Witt C said, <clears throat> I know Trenton and Janot had that assist, but I'm a big fan of them keeping Tolvin in and Tomasino with Joey for now. Yeah, um, I think that was another issue they had with the game against Montreal is the lines got kind of uh, – they were a little different, um, things we weren't used to seeing. And um, probably not a good a a good a good idea to be experimenting at this point, but, you know, I guess he thought – which that brings me to the back to the overlooking thing. I don't know if he overlooked him and he's like, oh, I'm going to try this out tonight, but it definitely did not pan well, out. Well, it, so. it was very – it was very interesting, and maybe I use interesting not in a good way, that they took out Tommy Novak in the last game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, that was weird. I mean, and I know we criticize the lines all the time, and every time that we come out with the lineup, there's always going to be naysayers who are like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But it really was kind of a puzzling move <laughs> to uh, take out Tommy Novak, a player who has been such a great surprise for your team. He's been a very good offensive player mover of the puck and he handles the puck well and I just don't understand why he was the one that was chosen to take be taken out and then tonight to get Tommy Novak back into the lineup you've got yeah. Matthew Olivier out of the lineup so yeah. it's 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 the musical chairs that we've been used to around here for a while yeah. uh, you just really well, never, he you just really never you just really never know what this lineup's going to look like yeah he wasn't doing it for a long time he was keeping everything pretty consistent but then I know he's flipped. So Tomasino was playing on like the first line and then he had some trouble in Toronto and Tolvanen was on the fourth line and he flipped those guys for Montreal. But I don't think anything could have helped that. We got Mike, we got Mike Twitter getting in on the action here. He says, Johansson to me gets such a bad rep from media and all. If you watch every game going back to last year, he makes things happen on the ice. He's definitely hit his better string of play. Definitely dates back towards the end of last season. I will yeah. say that he yeah. he he has had a lot of really bad stretches recently, going back towards last season. But he really turned it over, um, yep. going back to last season. So uh, yeah, very good good point there. We've got a little bit of a scrum here. Uh, the officials break it up before anything happens. But Michael McCarron, oh, uh, you don't want he, to tangle with him. Michael McCarron kind of wants to get in on the fight fighting action. He's actually jawing at the. Ducks bench as he's skating back. Oh, oh. there you go. I see it. The, yeah, you don't uh, want to tangle with McCarron. Yeah, there, there's there, – there, he's definitely – he's so McCarron's kind of making a, enemies of the entire Ducks team right now. Like, he's ready to fight all of them right now. Good. I, w- I want to see that. That would be awesome. Uh, it looks like what sparked the whole thing is, I guess, McCarron knocked one of the Ducks players into John Gibson – and yeah. Doug, uh, hockey players are always going to stick up for their goaltender. Absolutely. So uh, that's just part of hockey. That's part of it. Cam Fowler, is, uh, Cam Fowler, who is a veteran on this defensive core for the Ducks, he's uh, kind of getting mixed up in all this as well. But uh, no no fist are thrown in that scrum. The officials Yet. broke it up. Yeah. Yet. Yet's the key word there. The fact, that the, Pre- the fact that the Preds haven't gotten in a fight yet and it's almost the end of the first period is probably the most surprising thing in this game so far. That has been their thing lately. Every first mm-hmm. period, it seems like the Preds get in a fight. 
Yep. But they ha- it hasn't happened tonight yet. McCarron tried to do it. He tried to carry on the legacy, but uh, the officials broke it up too quick. Yep. <clears throat> Wit, Witsy. I'm just going to say Wit. I'm not going to say Witsy anymore. I'm always a big Joey <laughs> believer, but last, <laughs> last year he was not getting pucks to open players in the slot, which is what he's always able to do before then. Feels like he's realizing that his old playback isn't paying off. Playbook, sorry, isn't paying off anymore, and he's looking to shoot more often because of that really – Really happy about it. Yes, I agree. It's good to see him back in form. Um, hopefully he can uh, continue uh, with what he's doing. I, I just had a thought. We were talking about people, media, giving him a bunch of grief. I think it's because he makes so much money. Um, if he wasn't making that much as much money, if he was making like five or six million a year, probably wouldn't be caring as much. But uh, when you pay that much for, for a player like him, well, and you pay that much for Deshane, well, and you don't get anything for it yes. uh, back in return for two or three years, then that's – you know, people are going well, to definitely probably that. Up. Well, that and also the fact that Johansson has always been billed as a top line center, and when you have yes. that type of a of a uh, of a tag on you, top line centers, yep. we see the top line centers in the NHL. We see the points yep. they produce, and Johansson was coming nowhere close to that for a while, Mm-mm. and so that's kind of where it came in. That's and it was totally justified, in my opinion. <coughs> Absolutely, as Lindsay we. Uh, says- yeah, oh, I was going to say, Lindsay said, on an unrelated note, I don't like the Ducks away jerseys, and I, oh, I don't either. I agree yeah. with that. They're they're not. Um, they're not. I do like at the all. orange ones though. I like the orange I, ones. Those are I cool. think the Ducks need a. I think the Ducks need a total rebranding. They're they're uh their actual whole branding is kind of outdated, to be quite honest. Yeah. So I think uh, they need to. I think they need to go back to do using the flying V. Yeah, go back to your. Eighteen minutes go, and it took that long for a Mighty Ducks reference. <laughs> go back to your old, yeah, right. I didn't see that coming. Go back to your old school Mighty Ducks jerseys. Oh my gosh, I would, I would tend to maybe slightly right. like the. Actually, I won't say like. I'll slightly hate the Ducks a little less if yep. they go back to the old school Mighty <laughs> Ducks jerseys. We have the City Life Project on YouTube. Says, "What's up, boys? How's it going? What's up, Thank you. City Life? That, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Isha." That's Isha. I oh, know my picture. That's oh. Isha. What's up, Isha? Hey, what's up, the man? Co- the co-founder of the Hockey Podcast Network. He is such an amazing person. He brought me yep. on, brought us on to the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's been life-changing. Uh, go follow oh, yeah. all the other podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network. There are so many good podcasts. Yep. Uh, every every team has a podcast. There's other podcasts out there as well that cover more broad NHL uh, topics. And Isha, what's up? Thank you so much, man. Love you up there yep. in Vancouver. Beautiful Vancouver. Yep. Uh, me and him did a watch along together yeah, uh, when great. the Preds played the Canucks. And that you want to talk about a crazy, exciting game. Mm-hmm. That might still that might still be the most exciting game of the Preds season so far. Yeah, and, that was a good Oh my gosh. You want to talk about <clears throat> just back and forth. Uh Duchesne had a really big goal in that game. Uh UC Saros made some really crazy saves, but uh Thatcher Demko for the Canucks also made some really good saves. It was a fun game. So uh, these watch alongs are, are a blast to do. (laughs) So we figured we would try it out on the catfish and ice podcast, YouTube channel. And we plan on doing more watch alongs throughout the season. I also plan on joining uh, the hockey podcast network on some watch alongs as the season goes on. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We appreciate all the listeners getting in on the comments tonight. Uh, That's what really, makes these watch-alongs so much fun is when we get participation from our listeners because you all are what really makes the podcast. 
Yep. We don't Justin have Gambino. you. If we don't have you, we yeah. don't have a podcast. That's totally absolutely true. Justin Gambino said he likes the old Mighty Ducks jerseys. That's about it. Just movie nostalgia. That's true. But the movie is pretty daggone good. It is a really good movie. It's one of those movies, if it's on Great TV, movie. you're probably going to watch it. If you and have the new time TV, to watch it. The, the new show they did, too. The series was really good. So Yeah. All, All right. right. So we're, we're coming down to the last uh, last two minutes of this first period. And, wow. uh, I Long mean, it's, fly, it's flying by. It really is. It's been a, a pretty fast-moving game. And uh, it's kind of, I mean, there's not a, the goaltenders are not being tested that much. I mean, it's, no. it's been a pretty much a very choppy type of game uh, where both teams are having to work pretty hard to uh, find clear shots and find really high danger shots. Uh, yep. The Preds still have not committed a penalty yet, which is amazing. I love that. That's good. I'll take that's, it. I, you know, that's one of those things. They just have a hard time staying out of the penalty box. And when you have a penalty kill that's that's struggling right now, it's paramount that you stay out of the box. Yeah. And so they've done that so far, and that's yep. really good. Mike Twitter says, are you planning on attending any games this season, Chad? Very good question. I do. I plan on going to uh, December 2nd against the Boston Bruins is my next game I plan on going to. And a guess lot what? Of to- I will be there as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. So if anyone's going to be at that game that listens to the podcast, uh, let us yeah. know. DM me or DM, DM us. And uh, we would love to meet some of the listeners in person because this is when we get to watch this beautiful sport together. And uh, it would be amazing to actually meet some of our yeah. listeners in person. Uh, UC Soros just made a really big – I just talked about high danger saves. Pretty sure that will go down as a high danger save. Soros makes a really clutch save. And the first period is over. There you go. With the Preds up one to nothing. The shots are pretty even. And it was a very back and forth period. Uh, I would call it a pretty even period, even though the game is one to nothing. Predators, uh, you always know that there's going to be adjustments made. And the Preds tend to have that one Mm -hmm. really bad period every game. (laughs) They can't do that in the second period. Not at all. Lindsay says, should I come down to Nashville for a game? Absolutely. It is such a blast. Such a good place to watch a game. Everything is top-notch in, in Bridgestone. It's amazing. It's very amazing. And in the intermission, somebody asked something about uh, top five hockey jerseys in the NHL. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. All right. Well, well right now we're at the first intermission. Uh, we're in it for the long haul here. We're here for the entire game. Uh, real quick, before we move on throughout this watch along, I'm going to throw some love to our sponsor, and that is DraftKings. DraftKings has an awesome NHL offer going on right now for all of our <laughs> listeners. All you got to do is go get the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app and use our promo code THPN because right now the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win hundreds of dollars in free bet if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a clapper, or a beautiful Ryan Johansson goal. That would have won you $100 in free bets right there if you would have bet on it. 
Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, and one per customer. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 We take a third second to kind of reset everything. Stay with us. We will come back with some intermission talk, talk about how the game's going, talk about some key stats, and also talk about Matt Duchesne and how he has a really good chance to break the Preds' season goal. So stay with us on the other side. This is episode 82 of Catfish on Ice. Live watch-along of the Nashville Predators and the Anaheim Ducks. First intermission of the watch along with the Nashville Predators and the Anaheim Ducks. We appreciate everyone joining us tonight at, for this watch along. We got a lot of really awesome comments tonight. Keep them yes. coming. Keep talking about the game with us. We can't get enough topics. If you have any friends out there who are watching the game with you, get them in on the YouTube chat stream right now. We have enough people getting in on this watch along. Rich. Give me your top takeaways from the first period. Hey man, the 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 Johansson goal. It's amazing just to see him playing that well. And like you said, that was one of the top five goals of the season so far. Um, you know, they needed to get off to a fast start, and they did. Um, they looked sluggish a little bit, but um, hopefully, they've got that out of their system. And 
they're looking a little chippy now. So I think uh, things are turning in the right direction. It's definitely, um, definitely different, a uh, different look than when they played Montreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it's a big response to the last game. And that's what we were saying yep. in the pregame when we were talking about it, we were saying like, look, you got to turn the page here. That's what really good teams do. It's an 82-game season. You're going to have some duds. You're going to have some games where you lay an egg and you look terrible. The good teams, they turn the page quickly and they forget about that. They remember it in the sense that let's not let that happen again, but they turn the page quickly. I feel like the Preds did a really good job in that first period of doing just that, and that's why they're up one to nothing right now. Uh, Lindsay on – the YouTube channel says, what do we think the stadium jerseys are going to look like for Nashville? You know what? I keep forgetting the fact that the Preds are going to be hosting an outdoor game in like three months from now. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to go get some tickets for that. Um, they're outrageous. They are, they're a little outrageous, but we'll see what happens maybe. Maybe we can swing it. I don't know, but it would be we'll amazing. See what happens. It's going to be – and, hey, February, the weather in February in Nashville is always a uh, wild card. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be 50 degrees and, like, a uh, muggy, like, balmy, or it could end up being in the 20s. You really don't know what it's going to be like that time of year when it comes yeah. to Nashville weather. So that will be interesting to see. I really think that the Preds are going to in- involve more of their old-school Navy – blue into their stadium so. series jerseys. I really do. Um, a lot of people wanted them to do that in the uh, winter classic jerseys in the reverse retro jerseys. Uh, but um, I do think that in this instance, it'd be really cool to uh, put some more of the Navy blue into your concept because you're playing in the Titans, Tennessee Titans home stadium. And we mm-hmm. all know the Tennessee Titans have the two-tone blue as their main color scheme. Most of your Preds fans are also Titans fans. So why not tie the two together and come up with a really cool color scheme? Uh, as you're playing in Nissan Stadium, in, in those types of color schemes, that's going to be a really awesome and cool yeah. uh, look there. So good question, Lindsay. It was very much so. I really liked um, – I actually have a, a Winter Classic Pecorino jersey, and it's – I love – the winter classic jerseys, everything about them. I know a lot of people, some people are don't like them and some do, but um, as soon as they came out, man, I had to order me one. Well, the, the winter classic jerseys were really cool to me because it was nostalgia in the sense, because yeah. it was, it paid homage to the Dixie Flyers, which was the yep. first hockey team in uh, Nashville. I'm a very major history buff. Like I love watching all the, um, History Same. documentaries. I can watch like Civil War documentaries and all mm-hmm. that fun, boring stuff all the time. And so, whenever yeah, I can learn I more about history, whenever I can learn more <laughs> about history, like sign me up for it. And so, it was really fun when the Winter Classic jerseys came out to understand the history of hockey in Nashville and see the Dixie yep. Flyers. So, the, the Winter Classic jerseys really grew on me as well. Now, I would really yeah. like to forget how bad the Preds fell apart in that game. Uh, yeah. against the stars that year but other than that really good memories the reverse wow. retro jerseys also grew on me uh i was not crazy about them at first but they've also grown yeah. on me so uh yeah i don't know yeah I, I like them but not enough to buy one i thought they looked cool but i don't know i just put two and two together i watched the winter classic over at my in-laws 
and they lost. I cannot oh, go no. over there anymore. You're never allowed. You're never allowed to watch a game over there ever again. It's, it's no good. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Let, as we got the first intermission here and everything, Preds up one to nothing. Very evenly played game for the most part, but the Preds <laughs> got that big goal from Ryan Johansson. But let's talk about Matt Duchesne for our first intermission topic. All of our listeners get in on this topic here. We're talking about Matt Duchesne, who just had a hat trick in the third period in the last game. He is on pace, everyone, going into this game for 56 goals, an 82-game pace of 56 goals. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to score 56 goals, so do not twist my words and go out there and say that Chad Minton, host of Catfish on Ice, (laughs) predicted Matt Duchesne to score 56 goals. I'm not saying that. But he is on an insane pace, and he is definitely – he had a really good opportunity in the first period to score a goal. He kind of made John Gibson make a really tough save in that first period. He's playing yeah. with a different mindset. The all-time Pred single-season goal record is 34 goals by Victor Arvidsson set in 2018-19. Even if Matt Duchesne goes on a little bit of a fade and kind of like, you know, quiets down for a little bit, he has got a massive head start to break that record this season. If he just – He does. If he can even like partially keep up this pace, he's got a really good chance – barring any type of injuries, to break that record. Not only break it, but maybe even scratch. I think a realistic uh, mark to set for Matt Duchesne is can he break 40 goals? Can he break the 40-goal mark? I think that's he's fair. actually He's actually – I was just looking at the, <clears throat> the, the goal leaders this season. He's actually like in a four-way tie for fifth place right now. Um, some people that are in there with him, uh, Connor McDavid – <laughs> yeah. Has 12 goals. Uh Terry from Anaheim. Uh um, okay. Matt Duchesne. Chris Kreider has has 13. And then obviously, you know, you get into your Mangiapani and Ovechkin, and those guys have 15, and then Dreisaitl has 18. So he's still in the top, roughly the top five. So we'll see how he uh if he can hang out there. That's pretty good. Good to see so him. So Witt, Witt chimes in and says, So you're saying he's scoring six, 60. And then Lindsay also agrees. So you're saying there's a chance he can score 60. I say he does it. No, that's not what I said. I did not say scoring <laughs> 60 goals. Stop with that. Although if I did say that he does it, I would look really smart. But no, I'm not saying that. I, I'm a very realistic person here. I think that it's very realistic that he's going to break 40 goals on the season, which would be the first time ever the Preds have ever done that, obviously, which is kind of amazing if you think about it. It's kind of amazing – Preds have never had a 40 goal score. Yeah. Yeah. I but agree. it just goes, to, it just um, goes to show you that this team has never had a ton of offensive playmakers on their team. They've never been that type of team. You've always thought that Philip Forsberg would be the one that would score 40 goals first. But yeah, uh, yeah I think it's very realistic, very high probability that Matt Duchesne will break the 40 goal mark and finish around that number 40 goals, yeah. 41. I think that's fair. <laughs> But when you look at you look at when like Matt Duchesne was brought in and Johansson was brought in and even Mikael Granlin, all those guys had amazing seasons with the team they were on before they got to Nashville, and everybody was just hopeful that they were going to get a forty goal score or whatever uh, down the line, and it just hasn't panned out. Mm. So, well, the thing about Matt, the thing about Matt Duchesne. Yeah, the thing about Matt Duchesne is he's never been a big goal scorer in his entire career. 
really. Yeah. Like, not among the elite goal scorers. I should put it that right. way. He's always yeah. been a very elite puck handler. He knows how to um, – I, I, I always like to say, and you've heard it from other people, he knows how to skate well in a phone booth. Like, he just knows how to hold the puck <laughs> and make these crazy, insane – uh, stick handling moves, and then a lot of times that creates scoring chances for his line mates. But the way he's actually scoring the puck and shooting this season is just something that is not a normal on brand for Matt Duchesne. So it's been great to see, to see yeah. if he can keep it up. Yeah, we've always seen <clears throat> little flashes of it here and there, but um, nothing like nothing since he's been here, he has not played like this. So the, to my knowledge, yeah. for, so for this Shane, amount of, of games. Let's look at it. So, Tolvanen had three shots on goal in that first period, so that, that stands out to me. Uh, Trennan had a one shot on goal. He had a block shot. And he had two hits So a very and, and an assist. So, a very productive period for yeah. Yakov Trennan. He is all over the box score early on, so that's really good to see. And then, of course, Ryan Johansson gets the goal and also with a one shot on goal as well. Uh, Matt Duchesne put up almost nine minutes of ice time in that first period. Roman Yossi led all skaters in ice time. No surprise there. And so, yeah, pretty productive period there. Uh, The defense made some blocks, uh, hits. uh, A lot of different players are getting in on the hits. And then, of course, UC Soros saved all nine of the shots he faced. But I don't think – Soros got tested nearly as much as we've been seeing him get tested. It was actually, no. relatively speaking, a pretty um, pretty relaxed first period, I should say, for yeah. Soros. He didn't have to be too great. And it was good to ease in after after the Montreal game, ease back into it a little bit. Got another, good, got another good question from Witt here. Question for y'all. Does, does Cunning deserve his permanent spot in the top six? Oh, for sure. I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. He is a he is kind of the engine for me that that keeps the the thing running. Like you can't yep. ever di- you can't ever discount. You would like to see his scoring up a little bit, but you love his aggression. You love his uh, hitting. He's a hitting forward. He fits John Hines' system perfectly the way he plays. Uh, if if Cunning played for some of these other teams that are a lot more flashy offensively, then maybe he wouldn't fit in well. But for a type of team like the Preds, he fits in perfectly. He also can still bring you that offense occasionally, but he's definitely just a he's a he's a harder hitting version of Rocco Grimaldi. Yeah, and a, a little tougher, I would say. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's a hard he's yeah. a harder he's a harder yeah. hitter. He's obviously a way better defensive player than yeah. Rocco Grimaldi. But they play with that same type of engine, that same type of uh, really just hard nose like. Not going to leave anything out there to dry. Just work hard. Be the hardest working player on the ice. That's what I get out of Luke Cunning. And you can't ever, ever discount that in your top six. He's willing to get in front of the net with people who are a lot bigger than him and fight. So that's that's what we always want to see. So, yeah, that's a good question. For sure. All right. So uh, we're coming through this first intermission here again. Uh, we are broadcasting live on our YouTube channel right now. So if you're listening, please hit the subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Rich, how about you tell us a little bit about the uh, giveaway we got going on right now? We got a contest giveaway going on right now. We got two really awesome prizes that you can win. Uh, very simple. Rich, tell them about it. 
yeah so um we're we're trying to um reward some of our uh people who are signed up on youtube and on uh, twitter um if you the the rules to to for the contest are on our twitter page but we're giving away i think we're gonna i think we're gonna cut it off this friday is the cutoff um we're gonna give away a signed nashville predators puck signed by colton sissons um i've got it right over here uh, it's in sitting on my shelf and a $25 gift certificate to the Nashville locker room. So all you got to do is sign up on uh, YouTube, give us a subscribe, follow on Twitter, and uh, you'll be put in the drawing. It's as easy as that. It's easy as that. <clears throat> yeah. We've already got a um, decent amount of people who've already uh, gotten in on it, but yeah. uh, it's still very much a hate. There's a lot more people who can get in on it. And of course, a uh, pretty awesome prize there. You can't yeah. ever have too much bread swag. And Nashville Locker Room has some of the best selection you can ask for. Absolutely. Definitely. So definitely go do that. If you're not subscribed <laughs> already, go get hit us a subscribe and we'll enter you in on the contest. If you're listening tonight, you want to let us know that you just subscribed, let us know and we'll we'll put you in. Yep. Uh, so the sec- second period's underway now. Let's see how the Preds do. Uh, the second period has not been their friend in a lot of cases. Uh, it seems like the Preds always have that one period where they just look terrible. Uh, yes. now would not be a good time to do that. <laughs> when, there's said, never a good time to do that. Lindsay said, uh, will you ship to Canada if I win? Can I even use the gift card? I will definitely ship it to you in Canada. If the gift card thing doesn't work out, I'll, we'll send you an Amazon gift card or something. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something I, out. I would think that you could use the gift card online on their website. I don't see why I would that would be so. a problem. I don't know. I don't but know. We'll, figure, we'll figure it out either way. Yes, definitely. All right, so Soros just had to make two ridiculous saves. I was just talking about how in the first period, Soros didn't really get tested, and I'm pretty sure that this was a necessary penalty that Tanner Janot just took here because Soros was completely under duress, and I felt like the Ducks were about to score there, and uh, tripping is the call on Tanner Janot, and the Preds Preds got to kill a penalty now. Tripping, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did see. It. <laughs> All right. The Ducks have the fourth ranked power play in the league coming into tonight. So the Preds, their penalty kill is 23rd. Not, not, this is definitely an area that the Ducks can make things happen. Key Let's moment in the happens. game. Very key moment in the game right now. Absolutely. But I talk about this all the time. There's a different. Sometimes penalties are necessary, and you have to take them. I feel like that was a penalty where the defense broke down. uh, Things were looking rough. Soros just had to make two ridiculous saves. He was out of position. He was not set at all, and the Ducks were still pushing in. And you you end up taking a penalty. You get kind of get out of your. out of out of position there, and you take a bat, you take a penalty. Sometimes you have to take penalties, and you put the test onto your penalty kill. Yeah, I think they need a shorthanded goal here. So I'm I'm a I'm mad I'm mad about the take about the defensive breakdown. I'm not so mad about the actual penalty itself. Right, that's kind of where I'm at. So uh, let's see, we got stoppage in play here. This game's getting chippy. This game's starting to get chippy, and we've got yeah, we'll another. We got another penalty being called, and I'm pretty sure it is on the Ducks. So that penalty is quickly erased. Let's look at the play here. 
Awesome. Oh yeah. No. Oh. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. actually, no, 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 no. I'm gonna be totally unbiased here. That's a bad call. I think that's a no call. Oh, really? I think we benefit of the doubt out there. Carrier was already starting to fall down. And when the Ducks player came into the boards, and uh, I think that's a weak call. I'll take it. Uh, it's a little bit of a weak know. call. I don't know. It was right in his back. I don't know. It was a very, it was a light touch, though. I don't know. I see that get yeah. not called all the time. But it's so I see why, I see why the Ducks player is a little upset about that. But, um, but all right, you know so what? Pret, we'll Preds catch it. a break. We will take it. Preds catch a break. Penalty is quickly erased by the Ducks. And now it's four on four for a little bit, and then the Preds are going to get a, a short power play after that. So it won't be the it. first time an NHL ref missed the All ball. Wits right. uh, chiming in. It's a cross checking penalty. He pushed the stick on his back. It's light, but he, it's an emphasis this year. All right. Yep. Good observation from Wit there. Can't argue Absolutely. with that. It yep. was a um, it was a bang bang type of play, and uh, <laughs> the league is emphasizing on it. So good observation from Wit. Thank you for that. And uh, so now the Preds got about a uh, 72nd or so power play coming. We will take it. This game does not feel oh. safe at one nothing, though. I can tell you that right now. So I, I'm sure you've already seen it, but Tomasino just kind of had a breakaway and lost the puck. Yeah. He did that in Toronto, too. Yeah, he he's – we were talking about Janot kind of – Cooling off a little bit. Tomasino's cooled off a little bit as well. But honestly, when you're talking about young players like this, it's going to happen, unfortunately. They're not going to be the second yeah. coming of Wayne Gretzky right away. Or, you know, like, nope. I mean, we got to have realistic expectations for these young players. And yeah. uh, so they're going to go through their spurts. They're going to go through their uh, droughts. And, uh, wow, the Ducks had a really good chance to score shorthanded just now. And – once again, Saros had him up strong. Yeah, they're showing up. They're showing the Tomasino breakaway. He, I think, he made one too many moves. Yeah, and lost puck. Yeah, he kind of like, kind of second guessed himself a little bit there instead of being a little bit more deliberate and more, like I don't know, assertive with his shot choice. But uh, he's definitely kicking himself on the bench right now <laughs> for uh, for that. Justin Gambino said, man, Tomasino honestly can't finish so far in his NHL career. That's true. But he's he's a yeah. youngster. He'll figure it he's out. This this playing time he's gotten has been so invaluable for him, though. Like, you can't yeah. overlook how important this playing yeah. time has been for Tomasino. It's going to do wonders for his growth. Yep. And, hey, man, and, we, don't, we don't get top ten draft picks. <laughs> and the, the captain, Roman Yossi, just broke loose through the slot thanks to a great pass from Mikael Granlund, and Gibson had to make a very, very clutch save there. Hey, we're pretty close. We're, that, we're, was we're, a, that was a – I give a full 10 out of 10 on that setup from Mikael Granlund. That was a gorgeous setup. Justin Gambino said – He's had multiple dangerous chances like this. Yeah, so far, year so far, never gets a good shot off. I have faith, though, just so far. Mm-hmm. 
Witt says he's got yeah. the finesse, just has to make quicker decisions. That's true. That'll come. That'll come. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh Soros yeah. just made an Soros just made yet again another really good save on a Ducks breakaway chance. So uh, I was saying in the first intermission that Soros had a pretty relatively light first period. Well, I can tell you in these first four minutes, it's been the opposite. Soros has had to be sharp. It's good to see. It's really good to see him bounce back like this and get back on. Um, <clears throat> that's a that's another really bad defensive breakdown, and I don't know what Matias Ekholm was doing there. He was caught napping. I'm waiting for it to catch up. If you watch the replay there, I mean, Eckholm is very fortunate that that was not a uh, breakaway goal. I saw I – mean, I don't know what Eckholm was doing. He was just – Carrier was in the picture too, so maybe that was more his assignment. But Eckholm looked completely out of position to, to oh, free, up, sure free up that wow. breakaway. Wow. Eckholm's, been under, a lot of, Eckholm's <laughs> been under a lot of criticism this year for underperforming. Yes. Yep. That's what happens. He got that big – Got that big paycheck, yeah, <clears throat> and then got the got the slumps. Witt said, "Granny had the best sauce when he was with Minnesota." I've been waiting three years to see it in gold, loving it. Yes, absolutely. We, you know, everybody was on the fence about Granlund for so long under Laviolette. Obviously, he wasn't using him properly, uh, but now it looks like he's really coming into his own again, which we love to see yeah. that. You speak to you speak to a lot of the analytical folks, and they'll tell you that uh, Granlund yep. and Heinz's system is just like night and day compared to Granlund when Laviolette was around. <laughs> definitely, definitely a lot different. The whole makeup of the teams so different. Absolutely. So as we uh, continue to watch this. Second period, which has a lot more action in it. It's been a lot more. Uh, the goaltenders have had to really be tested a lot more than the first period. It's turning out to be a pr- really exciting game after this second period. It's really been uh, a lot of back and forth action here. You really feel like another goal is coming quickly here from one of the teams. Like I don't, I don't see this being a one zero game for very much longer. Someone's no. about to break through. The way this game's going right now, and. Uh, sorry, everybody, but sometimes I just speak the truth. Oh. I couldn't even I couldn't even finish my sentence that I was currently saying, and the Ducks get a really good uh, just forechecking. They're just they're forcing giveaways. They're uh, let's see, that was a I think that was Fabro that lost possession, then Cunning lost possession, I believe, and they were just caught caught out of position there, yep. and. Uh, and they just couldn't recover. I mean, they were caught scrambling there. You can't get out of the zone. That was amazing that you called that. Well, I mean, I didn't see it coming necessarily that quick, but yeah, that was just uh that was just you saw it coming though. You sensed the theme and Raquel. Raquel gets the goal for the Ducks. He's missed a lot of time for the Ducks this season. He's a uh, he's been with the Ducks for a while. He's one of the few players left on the team that's been around for a minute. And he gets his fifth goal of the season. That was just a, mm. uh, a that was a product of turning over the puck, not being able to get out of your zone. And the yep. Ducks are just a relentless forechecking team, and they force the giveaway. And Soros is caught in a really bad position; he can't make the save. Bummer. Bummer. Mike, Mike mm-hmm. Twitter, you called that goal, Chad. I didn't. I mean, 
It, you could just tell something was going to happen. Mean, I, I felt like one of the teams were going to score. I didn't necessarily say it was going to be the Ducks. I don't want to give myself that much credit, but the, the trend of the game and the way the second period was going, I felt like one someone was about to score the way the game was going. And yep. uh, the Preds just could, couldn't get it out of their zone. They just can't do it. Mike Twitter said, that, I was just going to say, Mike Twitter said, first game back for Raquel. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Witt says, when the Ducks were selling off everyone, I really wanted to see Raquel come over to Nashville. Yeah. he Well, he, he's a good player. He's a good solid – he's one of the very few players that they didn't ship off during their rebuild. Yeah. And so, pretty impressive there. So, got a got a media timeout during the game. Gives us some time to throw some love back to DraftKings again. DraftKings is our sponsor. Use our promo code THPN on any – NHL game, if if the team you choose scores a goal, you win $100 in free bets. That's for all new users. Sign up at Drags and use our promo code THPN. Let's look at the NHL scoreboard, shall we? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. There's a lot of games going on tonight. We got the Blue Jackets beating the Sabres 5-4 to four halfway through the third period. The Blues and the Golden Knights, that's a game that I was really interested to see how this goes. It's a really fun matchup. Blues, there's – oh, my gosh, you're not even at the midway point of regulation, and there's already been six goals scored. Wow. The Blues are up 4-2 to two on the Golden Knights right now. After the, – the Golden Knights actually went up 2 nothing in this game, and the Blues have now scored four unanswered goals. Wow. So that's, that's just pretty – That's just what the Preds, Preds need on Wednesday is a good ticked-off Golden Knights team. Right, yeah. And then you've got the uh, Jets up one nothing on the Penguins. The Penguins have really struggled this year. They have been a big disappointment. They have. Uh, the Avs and the Senators. The, the Senators are back on the ice after dealing with their COVID problems. Yeah, yeah. And they are they're they're uh, first intermission tied two to two with the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. And then uh, you still got one more game that hasn't started yet. The Hurricanes take on the Sharks. The fourteen and two Hurricanes. That team. Can we just go know. ahead and count our Crazy. blessings that the Hurricanes are not in our division anymore? Oh yeah. No. Let's count yeah, our. Let's count, let's, let's count our blessings on that. that one. Let's count our blessings yeah. on that one. Uh, the Preds don't have to play the Hurricanes, but one more time this regular season. So uh, that's a good 14 thing. Fourteen and two. That's amazing. Yeah, that's. It's crazy. All right, let's let's throw out a question to our uh, listeners right now. Our uh, that's, that's participating right now in the live watch along. Who are your two Stanley Cup favorites? Pick one in mm. each. Pick one in each conference. Pick who's going to play each other in the Stanley Cup right now. Your prediction and what who's going to win that series. Give us your predictions right now. We'll share them, and then myself and Rich will also share our predictions. As we watch the second period, bring them in. As we watch, let's see. So the Preds are trying to stop the bleeding a little bit here. They're doing a good job. The last thing you want is for one goal to snowball into a bunch of goals, and they've at least done that for now. (laughs) Witt says Canes versus a rando. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Witt. So, Witt, do can the Preds count as a rando? That's my question. Wow. Nick Cousins be... just nearly scored. He got in a he got in a really good area and missed the net. It looked like. 
He even just, I just read his lips. Nick Cousins just said, my bad. Hey, man. Preds yeah. is an ultimate rando. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so we're going to go sure. ahead and say, we're going to go ahead and say that Witt's prediction is Canes versus Preds because he said rando. And so we're going to enter the Preds in as yep. that rando. Sorry, Witt. That's your prediction. So here's, here's another one. He says, um, Knights and Az are the favorites, but Oilers could just stomp everyone and Calgary could outwork anyone, anyone's games. That's true. Yeah. It really it, feels like this is Edmonton's year. It man, really does. If it's not, when it, when is it ever going to be? If if if, if the know. Oilers do if the Oilers do not win a Stanley Cup with Drysaddle and McDavid on their team, then they just need to go ahead and send that franchise off to another city. Because yeah, I mean, it's if you that will be the, with those that guys. will be that will be the ultimate travesty if they do not win a cup together. Drysaddle yeah, and absolutely. McDavid, absolutely. Speaking not of them, men- not not to mention the other really good players they have on that team. It's not yeah. like they're the only two good players on that team. That roster is ridiculously stacked. So they gotta win it. They, I mean, it's cup or bust for them. And if it's not cup or bust, they better at least make it to the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. Um, I meant to tell you, I was watching Edmonton play. I don't know last week sometime, and I don't even remember who they were playing, but it went to a shootout. Kyle Turris got the shootout winner. Oh, good for him. Yeah, it was awesome. It was good to see him. You don't really hear about Kyle Turris anymore. You don't? He's he's kind of a – it's probably – he probably likes that, to be quite honest, because – Oh, yeah, he was getting it here, that's for sure. He caught so much heat here, (laughs) he he just couldn't stay out of it. All right. And the cup champion, Kyle Turris. (laughs) We're, uh, we're getting close to the midway point of regulation. We're about halfway through the second period. Preds have just given up the tying goal to the Ducks on a really good play by the Ducks. They just forced the puck out of the Preds, and the Preds couldn't scramble on defense to keep Soros from giving up that goal. It just was a really – tip your cap sometimes. It was a really good goal by the Ducks, honestly. But it feels like the Preds are starting to kind of respond to that here and keep we'll it – Keep it interesting. Uh, shots are still 18 shots for the Preds, 13 for the Ducks. Yossi just tried to knock a puck into traffic, get one of those cheap goals, as I like to call them, where you just kind of like throw it out from way out and hope that it deflects off something. And uh, Gibson had to make the save. So yep. all you those goals, it. all those goals count the same, even mm-hmm. if they're cheap. Lindsay says she wants to say the Flames in the Stanley Cup final. Really? I think no we way. knew that. We knew that. All right. They got a good shot. They got a good shot. So, I mean, the Canes are the easy choice in the East, but um, my dark horse team, I'm sorry, and it would be so great for the NHL if it happened, like it would be a dream scenario for them, is Capitals Oilers. That would be awesome. If it was Ovechkin versus McDavid, that would be amazing. That, that would be the that would be the NHL's dream Stanley Cup final matchup. The ratings would be insane. Would. And I don't think it's that far fetched. The, the oh, Capitals no. are a good team. Ovech gray haired Ovechkin is having one of his best seasons ever. Ever. Yes. Yeah. Here's a uh, here's Justin Gambino's. 
prediction. Panthers Knights. Panthers win it. That's good. That would be that's that's, that's a good, good call there. That's a bold yeah. one. I like I like that bold prediction. That's not going with the chalk there. Yep. Absolutely. I like that. If the Panthers won the cup, that would be um pretty I don't think they have a cup, so that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. Lindsay said she got a text about if the playoffs started today, the Flames would play the Preds. Oof. Well, well, yeah, lucky, lucky, lucky for us and lucky for Lindsay. Uh, there's a lot of time left for that to change. Absolutely. I mean, we Lindsay all know that Lindsay, we all know that Lindsay would go for the Flames, and none of us would blame her for that. No, absolutely not. That's her team. That's her team, man. She's one of the most diehard hockey fans in general that I've ever seen. Like she is, Absolutely. she is so supportive of that team and it's, yep. it's very, very impressive. And it's awesome. We love that. You just love to see those diehard fans that just stick by their team. Um, yep. You know, and the flat, I, I, I find the flames a pretty likable team, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, I don't think, you know, they're a fun team to watch and it's, uh, yeah, Witt says, I don't think the Preds are built for a seven-game series versus them. I would agree with that. Yeah, for Lindsay, sure. Lindsay's also said Panthers in the East, and then that she wants the Oilers to get out in the first round. Well, we know of that. Of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Every that, – that, if you, if you, No matter what team you like in Canada, usually you don't like the other Canadian teams. Well, that's I, a – I found that, I, I think. That's my opinion. Well, and honestly, that's a pretty safe bet by her because the for some reason the Oilers just can't figure it out whenever they make it to the playoffs. Like they're the, they're a great regular season team, but yep. I can't imagine I can't imagine the frustration that, that fan base has. No, I know. Yeah, it's horrible. Justin Gambino said, "I think the Canes are too young still to run the gauntlet. They could be. The Preds gave them a lot of trouble last year. They made some moves, but." They, they had a hard time handling the Predators. So going back – so we're get, getting caught back up on this game here. We're under 10 minutes left in the second. I feel like the Preds have kind of gotten a little bit too um, – I don't want to say boring. I don't know if boring is the right word, but they're just not taking a lot of chances. They're, they're not really getting good, sustained offensive pressure. They're kind of settling for these very low percentage outside shots that are really easy to save. And I really want to see them – work the puck a little bit more and uh they just don't seem to be doing that right now. They're not Morvie. they're not really they're not really testing John Gibson at all. Morvieski almost snuck one in there though. Yeah, but I just they're kind of this period's kind of been a equalizer for the Ducks. They definitely I respond they've definitely responded like you would expect <clears throat> a team with their record to do. If they go back to that horrible second period stuff like they did last year. I'm not going to be able to take it. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to well, take it. Like that was the worst. Uh, it was just like, yeah. There's no flow to the Preds right now offensively. Like there's no flow at all. They oh. kind of look at, they, they look disjointed right now. Um, it might take another power play chance for them to like maybe steal back some momentum. The crowd looks really good tonight. There's a really good yep. crowd back in Bridgestone for a Monday night. For a Monday night, I was very interested to see what the crowd looked like. I know it's a holiday weekend though, so I'm sure a lot of people are already off work. But uh, oh, that's true. The crowd looks good though. The crowd looks good. Yeah. Can't wait to go back. All right. So coming up here, let's see. 
the Preds, let's look at their upcoming schedule here. They got – you were saying they got the Gold Knights on Wednesday. Ugh. Yeah. So, it's never, I actually uh, went – I actually went to a Golden Knights game in 2019, and they, it was that one where um, they lost with the last second shot by the by the by the Vegas. It was um, heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking, that's for sure. Well, you want to talk about a crazy atmosphere? The Vegas Golden Knights home games I heard are just wild. Yes. I agree. I've seen. And I've seen I'm sure. Videos. I'm sure there will be a lot of Golden Knights fans at the game on Wednesday. Mike Twitter is asking me, "Do I drive to Nashville or fly? Drive? It's only like two hours. Where? So we just from where? From Louisville. Well, I oh, live at, south of Louisville. Oh, yeah. he's asking you. I thought he asking was, me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought yeah, he was asking. asking I was. At, I thought he was asking if he should. And and I don't know oh, if Mike yeah. Twitter. I don't know if uh, for some reason I was like, does Mike Twitter live in San Francisco since he's a Giants fan? I'm like, Rich, that's a lot longer than a two hour drive. Absolutely. I don't know what, don't know what G- Rich, Rich. I don't know what GPS you're using, but it's a lot yeah, further than two hours. My GPS is broke. But, uh, yeah, um, we just drive down. We drive down. It's two oh, hours. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's an easy we, drive too. Yeah, it's a super we go early. easy drive. We go early and find somewhere new to eat that we don't. Haven't been and you too, pretty, so. and, and between Louisville and Nashville, you pretty much don't pass anything of significance <laughs> as far no. as landmarks. It's no. a it's a straight shot. No big cities Corv- to drive through. Yeah, no. Corvette Museum. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's just you don't really pass much at all. It's just a straight shot, easy drive. Yeah. Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike. Twitter lives in uh, New York City area. In okay, Jersey. Well, it's definitely further than two hours as well. New Jersey. All right, so we've got seven yeah. minutes left in the second period here. Man, this is flying by. It's because you're having so much fun, Rich. It is. Lindsay says she thinks she's the farthest. Yeah, I'd say so. Drive, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I wouldn't make that drive. Unless you – I mean, I love road trips. Don't get me wrong. I, I do too. Road trips yeah. are my favorite, like – like road trips are my favorite because I have my go-to snacks that I get. Oh man. I load up, I go to, I go, I go to the gas station. I load up on beef jerky. I load up on popcorn, popcorn. I get me a couple energy drinks. I just, (laughs) I just love it. I love everything about road trips, which is weird because I actually hate traffic. So you would think that I would hate road trips, but for some reason it's different for me. Yeah. You hate traffic and you live in Nashville. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that one. Worse. Yeah. Um, Deal with it every day. So we were talking about landmarks between here and Nashville. What it says, you, you're just going to ignore Dinosaur World like that? I forgot <laughs> about Dinosaur World. Yeah, man. That's right in uh, That's in uh, right in uh, Cave City or Horse Cave, one of those uh, two. Oh, uh, every, exit, every exit, there's a big billboard that says visit Rock City or visit whatever Rock it is. Rock City or- and, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what do we got? All going right. On? Oh, Preds going. Preds going back on the power play. Ducks are not happy about it. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a trip. I did. I didn't see. I. I missed it. I missed the penalty. <laughs> I don't know the names of the Anaheim players. But another. This is a, another major see. major turning point in the game right here. Oh, he's mad too. Zegra. Zeg- How you say his name? Z e g r a s. I don't Z- know, but Zegra. he's one of their. I 
I know he's I one of their he's younger. Nice. He's definitely one of their younger players. He's only 20 years old. Um, he's uh, only got 40 games in the NHL. He's still a very oh, young go. player, but but he's got 10 points on the season. So he's he's one of those young Ducks players that are playing really well and helping this team be as successful as they've been so far. Yeah. So. Lindsay says best road trips. Oh, uh, Witt says Z grass. Z grass. All right. All right. So it look, it's one of those few hockey names that looks exactly like it spells. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I've Unlike, made the mistake. I've made the mistake too many times of pronouncing hockey names like they spell, and I'm always dead wrong. And the jury's still out on Afanasiev. I've heard it two ways. I say Afanasiev. I don't know. It's I a do fun. Too. Yeah. All right. So as we as the second period uh, ends, we want to tell everyone to stay tuned because it is Monday, and we oh, did yeah. not forget about our good buddy Kyle Perkins who will be joining for another edition of Perks Picks. If you're new to the podcast, every Monday we do uh, an edition of Perks Picks with Kyle Perkins, who uh, is a big part of the podcast. We love him. He's awesome. He knows so much about hockey. He's a really funny guy as well. He's a good friend of the show. And he brings his top picks of the past week in Preds hockey every Monday. He's going to do that for us during the second intermission. So stay tuned yeah. for that because he will be <laughs> close ready. to be joining us uh, for the second intermission. Wit says you all are right on how to pronounce Afanasiev. Yeah, I looked it up on YouTube and heard like um, some um, foreign Rich. Uh, people calling Rich. the game. So. Rich, you should have just said I looked it up on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I said Whatever. that one time. Whenever someone tries to sound smart about something, they just say, I looked it up on the internet. It told me. (laughs) It told me the interwebs. Yeah, the interwebs, yeah. I read a book uh, I read a book one time and it told me that (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pred once again the Preds are getting a lot of really good looks on the power play, but they just cannot beat John Gibson right now. He cannot be beaten. Matt Duchesne once again gets robbed by John Gibson tonight. Let's see. Oh, come on. Granlin. Granlin with a slick feed behind the net to find Duchesne. And, and he it, wasn't, passes. it wasn't the it wasn't the hardest shot or the fastest shot. So I think it was a little easier for Gibson to stop that. But uh <coughs> Interesting uh, moment there. Duchesne ends up in the kind of inadvertently ends up in the arms of Getzlov. They kind of had a little bit of a uh, gamesmanship moment there. Of course, uh, Preds fans know all about Ryan Getzlov. No love lost there. That's good to see. I like. Oh. Mm. I think we all know what that means. We know what that sound is. Who is it? It is Granny. Bang. Granny yeah. is getting in on the action. Awesome. Granny said, you know what, Duchesne? If you're not going to score on my slick feed <laughs> behind the net, then I'm just going to do it my damn self. So we're going we're gonna to say the uh... – Dude, that was – Wow. That was a freaking wow. laser. Oh, my gosh. What a snipe. That was amazing. 
and they expect these goalies to make saves like that. That's <laughs> so we're gonna say the obligatory. Okay, uh, so our, our granny's better than your granny. So granny just pinpointed that goal so perfectly in the top corner that it bounced out from behind the goal and back out towards out in front of Gibson so quick. Oh my god! And I don't even think Gibson even realized it had hit him until it was in front of him again. Like it was that quick of a shot. What a goal from, from Mikel Granlin. Wow. Here's, here's Witt's reaction. The finish finish. Yes. I like it. We like it. <coughs> we, I mean, how many, I don't think there's ever been a hockey team in the history of hockey teams that can say they have a granny that can score goals. Probably not. We're the first Probably team not. to ever be able to say that. I've never, yeah. And yes, yes to all the haters out there. We will hang a banner that says that. And we'll oh, be yeah. proud of it. Of course. If they hung, if the Pred, if Bridgestone Arena hung a, a banner that said, our granny's better than your granny, oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh, I'd love that. That would be amazing. <coughs> Ooh, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Ducks had a really good response there, but Soros was sharp. All right. We'll take it. Let's get it. Let's That's, get to this. Let's, let's figure out a way to get to this second intermission um, with the without, lead. That's, that's all we need here. We'll take it. Come on, boys. Wit's bringing all the knowledge tonight, by the way. So, Wit right? says, Wit says his brother, Marcus, scored some goals in the league. Okay. Marcus Granlin. Okay. I wonder what his nickname was. He might have been granny. granny as well. Maybe he was the first granny. Who knows? He might have been. It's a good trivia question. <laughs> Come on, guys. Just get out of this period. So that's that's actually only Granlin's fourth goal of the year. Granlin's piled up the assist this year, but he's not a big been a big uh, um, goal scorer <laughs> just yet. But that's okay. Uh, so. The Preds finally cracked through on the power play. They're one out of four. They're now one out of four on the power play. So, uh, if you're going to be the second ranked power play in the league, you got to eventually crack through when you're getting all these power play opportunities. And Absolutely. They managed to finally do that, and they've been getting opportunities all night on the power play. It's not like their power play hasn't been uh, productive with their possession or anything. It's just they have not been able to crack through. So, seeing Granlin put that shot up like that is a big sigh of relief. Absolutely. Wit says, Wit says cap friendly stays open. Yes. I always use hockey reference, but yeah, cap friendly as well. (laughs) Johansson gets the assist on that uh, power play goal from Granlin. So a two point night for Johansson going right now. We'll take it. You, You just love seeing these top, players do what they're doing like it's it's so huge for this preds team and it was a big reason why nobody including myself felt strongly felt strongly about their chances this season was (laughs) i just i didn't necessarily believe in the top core of their lineup yep producing like they're producing i just i didn't see it happening i didn't trust it i didn't feel good about it but they've proven me wrong so far 
And yep. that's that's why the Preds are where they're at right now. That's why they've managed to um, get off to a fairly decent start and get off better to a start than what many thought they would. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. Um, it's been two or three seasons we've been looking for that, and we finally are seeing some of it, and we just they just need to continue to do that. We've been hurt in the past for the past few seasons waiting for these guys to produce like this, so. Yep. Uh, Justin Gambino. Um, uh, let's see. He says, do Shane Kemp, uh, continue his point per game pace too? Oh, he said, okay. Yeah. He meant to say Joey. Yeah. But still, uh, uh, yeah. Duchesne, yeah, I mean, yeah. Duchesne's still, ha- but Duchesne's still having a really good game. He hasn't gotten on the score sheet yet, but he still had some opportunities. He definitely hasn't been invisible out there. I've, I've seen Duchesne do a lot of good things tonight. Mm-hmm. Witt says, called in on Twitter, Duchesne and Granny are going to briskly walk past the Preds' single-season points record this year. How you know crazy what? would it? How crazy would it be if both, if two players in the same season break the record? That would be insane. That would be wild. We're, we'll take it. <laughs> Justin said, "Never mind, it was Joey." Yeah, we got. All you. right, we're going to make a catfish on ice podcast shirt that just says in quotes, "We'll take it." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've said that like ten times. Well, hey, I mean, it's fair. It's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I'm just – it's just like you said, we we didn't expect a start like this, and we are pleasantly surprised. So anything that we we get now is just like icing on the cake after after what we kind of predicted would happen. So For Definitely. sure. Definitely. All right, so – we got uh we're returning to action here in the second period. Preds up two to one. They've uh they've really responded to adversity well uh, tonight, which is the biggest takeaway I have from Cleveland. Yeah, it's definitely good to see them get back I, on the course is sharing a really good stat here. Points production in nine games since Forsberg was injured. Matt Duchesne with twelve points, Granlin with eleven. Yossi with eight. The rest of the team has 30 points collectively. So that's um that's an interesting stat there. Uh, I think that that tells you that it's been a team effort. It's been a collective mm-hmm. team effort in filling in for Forsberg. There's not really one player that's just like, this player is the reason why. I feel like it's been a pretty good collective effort. Although you can probably argue that if you're going to pick one, it's probably Matt Duchesne. But – yeah. It's been a pretty good collective effort, the fact that you've got 30 points collectively from the rest of the team in nine games with Forsberg out, which is kind of wild to think that it's already been nine games since Forsberg It doesn't seem out. like it. It does not. Are you a little nervous, him coming back? Or are you going to be – I'm not nervous, no. I'm actually – no, I'm very optimistic about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really happy to have him back, and I think that – um, Michael McCarron needs to be the player that comes out. Yep. I agree. I think that's um, the easy choice. I don't know who else you would take out. I'll be really upset if they take out Novak again. Yeah. I do like McCarron. I do like McCarron. This isn't this isn't me saying that McCarron's been awful and he's not been impressive because he has been. He's played his role pretty well, but come on now. You, this team needs offense. This team needs offensive playmakers. 
Novak has proven that he can be a very vital piece to the uh, depth of the scoring. And so you take McCarron out and you put uh, Forsberg in when he's ready. And I'm expecting Forsberg to be ready, hopefully, by Friday against the New Jersey Devils. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm expecting. I know you already saw it, but Saros is really far away from the net on that save. <laughs> he, he does that sometimes. Sometimes makes me nervous. Sometimes, sometimes Saros gets way too far out there, and it just really freaks me out. That's the end of it. All right, second intermission. Preds up two to one. We're gonna get awesome. ready here to take another break. On the other side, Kyle Perkins will be joining us again. We appreciate everyone joining us. Uh, Real quick, before we uh, go to the break, Rich, give me your top takeaways from the second period. Good to see them. Uh, yeah, like we talked about, the um, second periods are usually where they kind of have a lull, um, but not this time. They got it back together and got the goal, man. It's awesome. Good to see them get that. I was afraid that once Anaheim got that equalizer that it was going to start a bad trend, but so far so good. They usually play better in the third. So maybe they can get a couple more. Very true. I think that was definitely that was definitely a period where Soros had to be do UC Soros things, mm-hmm. and he was very strong in that period. And then Grandling gets that goal big, big time there. On the other side, we will talk more stats, what's going on with the game. We will also hit some other NHL news and notes. And we've got Kyle Perkins joining us for Perks Picks. So stay tuned for Absolutely. that. Join us on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break, a quick break here. We're going to do what we got to do, and we'll see you on the other side. Please don't go anywhere. Come back and join us for the third period of Catfish on Ice, episode 82 of the Watch Along with the National Predators against the Anaheim Ducks.
the watch along of Catfish on Ice, episode 82, as we watch the National Predators take on Anaheim Ducks. The first time these two old time rivals have played each other since January 5th of 2020. Well, Let's last game as head coach of the National Predators. Uh, this game's going a lot better, it feels like, Rich, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So far. We'll, All right, so the Preds uh, are up. Preds are up two to one here. Uh, Rich, kind of give us some stats here as we uh, go through the secondary mission. Kind of like let's look through the box score here. Let's look through this, some key stats and uh, kind of give us some takeaways here. Let's see. So we got Predators leading shots on goal, twenty-four to sixteen. That's good. Um, Anaheim is now winning faceoff percentage, fifty-four percent, forty-five percent. Predators scored on the power play, which is amazing. Um, the um, Anaheim has eight penalty minutes to the Predators too, so that's that's good. Predators lead nine hits to six, but um, Anaheim is leading in blocks eight to five. So big third period. Got to close this one out. It's, it's a pretty. It's been a. It's been a pretty close been a pretty closely uh, contested game for sure and with that we got Kyle Perkins joining us uh he's gonna be with us for the rest of the game for the watch along here I'm really excited to watch a Preds game live with Kyle Perkins I gotta admit this will be fun (laughs) it'll either be really fun or you'll have to make some bleeps Nah. All right, I'll, uh, I'll I'll look I'll look up some uh, sound effects here, but I gotta say we're not on a five Whoa. second delay here. We are I we are not on I a five second delay. I see chat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That, that's Hello, awesome. Hello, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay's in. Lindsay is in. Lindsay's been awesome. We've had a lot of really awesome listeners tonight. Get in on the live watch along. We can't thank them enough for that. It's been a really fun night doing this watch along. And it's even more fun because the Preds are winning two to nothing. Let's keep up the good mojo. Let's keep it going. Second intermission time. With that, Terry Chris will keep me company while guys are away. That's from uh, Mike Twitter. Uh, no. Well, guess what? Terry Chris, we can't hold a candle to t- Terry Chris. So no. if you got to break away and watch Terry Chris, we will not blame you for that at all. All right. Yeah. So with that, let's get into every Monday. If you're new to the podcast, if you're watching the stream, if you're listening to the next day, uh, every Monday we do Perks Picks with Kyle Perkins. He joins, gives us his top picks from the last week of Predators hockey. This week, I'm really, really nervous and scared to see what he's got in store for us because all I can think about was Saturday and that debacle. Luck- <laughs> Luckily, I couldn't watch the game live because – I had to work, and I it's the first time in my life I've ever said that I was, I'm glad I was at work and didn't get to watch my National Predators, but oh my gosh. Uh, but before we get into that, let's get let's get Kyle Perkins' perks picks. Let's get his first pick of the, of, of, uh, of the week. Try that again. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, good. All right, yeah, that game was ugly like bad bad ugly but we're going to start out with a positive one now and i know this is going to make Lindsay happy uh (laughs) david riddick came in and was perfect in relief uh uc was struggling he was definitely having a rough go of things 
it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. And uh, he he came in and kind of saved the day. It could have been real, real ugly. And they didn't necessarily start playing any better in front of him than they were doing in front of UC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so. came in in relief. And Saros knows how that feels because – and his early part of his career, he had to come in relief for Pekka plenty of times. So it happens to the best of them. Yeah, that's yeah. that's part of it. When you've got that starting, uh, that backup job, you've got to be ready to go whenever the things just go wrong. Yeah. Uh, Did so We talked about it earlier, Kyle. Did, so after Saros had two two or three go in, do you, do you agree he was just shell-shocked and like there wasn't anything yeah. else he was going to be able to do? He was off his game. Yeah, yeah. It, it affected him very. You don't see that very often, uh, mm-hmm. especially with Soros. He's normally very, very calm and collected, but he was obviously off of his game after those first couple went in. And then the, the, the team just wasn't playing in front of him. So if they're not, there's no reason to leave him in to see if it might get better. Yeah. I don't um, know. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing about that game uh, on uh, Saturday, uh, Money Puck. I use them a lot for stats and stuff of that like. Uh, they have their deserve to win o meter. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it was sixty six percent deserve to win for the Preds versus thirty three and a half for the Habs. Yep. So whoa, that's just depressing. When you, that when is, you look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... I mean, can you pick a weirder game than a game where you lose to the abs, they're up, what, 5 nothing at one point, and then Matt Duchesne just decides to drop a hat trick in the third period on you just to make things even more weird, and yeah. Yeah. Soros gets chased out of the game. I mean, talk about a weird game that, um, yeah... I didn't even know. Look at looked at the box. Like literally, I did not get to watch one second live of the game. I had to go back and watch it later. And I'm looking at this box score first. I see six to three. That's what you see first. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Like okay, that's like pretty bad in itself. But then I start looking through. Like okay, who scored first? Who like yada yada yada. And I see it was five to nothing at one point. And then yeah. wait a minute, Matt Shane scores once. Matt Shane scores twice. Yeah. No, he scores three times. I'm like, what was going on? Yeah, I, I tweeted oh, out, um, Matt Duchesne makes an embarrassing situation look l- a little bit less embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, he saved the day on that one quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it was just because they're bad. The, the Habs are not a good team, although they did get no. schlacked by the Penguins a couple of days before that. Uh, Seven nothing. I think that had a lot to do with it. So, all right, go ahead. They were definitely pick, Kyle. All right, my next pick is uh, Ellie Tolvanen. So, Ellie's been very, very invisible as far as the score sheet goes. Uh, he is the worst of goals above expected on the team with 2.1. Um, mm. But. He is uh, fourth on, tied for fourth on the team uh, with expected goals for 60 of 
which when you start looking through the stuff, and I know Boy, uh, Boyd from uh, I've had a wild afternoon. I had, <laughs> I had two kids in plays, and then my Twitter got hacked, and oh, I've been trying what? to get back. So, yeah. Uh, oh. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you didn't lose your Twitter because I've actually heard of horror stories of people actually losing their whole Twitter and having to create a whole one. Uh, Jeremy just, Gover just had it happen just, to him. So yeah, I saw that. I know. I saw uh, that. Yeah. So yeah. I was. I've been kind of freaked out about that, and it's just. It's been a wild afternoon. But uh, Boyd talks about all the time uh, on Twitter. If you follow him, is Tolvanen's shooting percentage. His shooting percentage on the year right now is 2.4%. That is not a number that's going to sustain for him. He's No, and I was that's... I was just about to say, I, I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. I'm waiting for Tolvanen to uh, just have that breakout game or have that breakout stretch of games, really. And I've been trying to speak it into existence, and it just hasn't happened, but – I mean, he, he had a really good – he's had a decent night so far. I mean, he had a decent first period where he had three shots on goal. He drew that first penalty uh, of the game. So, I mean, he's doing some decent things. I, w- I definitely wouldn't say he's been invisible to- tonight. But like you said, he just can't find the score sheet. Like, he just can't do it. Oh, uh, if you look back uh, last year and uh, – he and you remember, his last few games were pretty rough – as far as shooting goes, he was still at yeah 16.9% shooter last year. Uh, also, he had 65 total shots in uh, 40 in 40 games played last year. He has 42 shots in 17 games played this year. So he's he's trying. He's the efforts there and the talents there. It's just he is snake bit as all get out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't just know what keep, to do he, to help he's fix just, that. He's just got to keep plugging away. I mean, you got to think his luck will turn around eventually. Uh, yeah, you got to think that's one of them. Uh, and you can also lump uh, Tomasino in this same conversation mm-hmm. uh, because he's had two breakaways where he tried to do one too many fancy stick moves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just lost the puck as he's getting to the goaltender. And it's just, yeah. oh, Phil – uh, and then, uh, actually you can add another one to that. And he's had another, a couple of attempts tonight and that's Tommy Novak. Tommy Novak is that close to scoring yep. his first NHL goal so many times. Yeah. I, just, and I'm so, I'm so glad he's back in the lineup. Uh, I really yeah. think he deserves. To we were talking there. about that earlier. We were talking about that earlier. We were really puzzled by the decision to, uh, take yeah. Novak out. Like he, I, I didn't feel like he had done anything to, do, to, really make sense of it. And so uh, now we were talking about it earlier and we're going to ask, I want to go ahead and ask you Kyle, what you think about it. Now that we have this news about Phil Forsberg having a high probability of returning to the lineup this week. Um, I mean, I feel like the easy answer is take Michael McCarron out and put Forsberg in. And then you've got your lineup that you should try to stick with for the, yeah. for the long haul. And, but I think that's uh, the only answer. But do we really think it's all? It's not the answer. Feels like it feels like Hines always throws us a curveball, and um, and so I just I, I would be shocked if that's not what he goes with. But 
I mean, I don't know. I would, I would be shocked too. Um, I think the lineup tonight, but adding the uh, Forsberg back in and removing McCarron, that's probably your best bet for success yeah. with what mm-hmm. this team has. Uh, yeah. And uh, another one of the lineup things that, you know, I really like seeing Johansson with uh, Tomasino and Tolvanen. But, you know, Johansson with Tomasino and Janot, Janot and Johansson just seem to have a chemistry. Yeah. Janot assisted on Johansson's goal earlier again. Yeah. Those two that guys. Seemed, yes, it was. Uh, those two guys just seem to have something clicking, and they just seem like they're that, uh, they're ro- rolling well together. Both and, bo- both Preds goals tonight are like uh, chest kiss, like just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Johansson's involved on both of them, and I love it because I've been, yeah, I have been a Ryan Johansson stand for the last <laughs> two years and took well, all the flack. So he's such a likable player. He's such a likable guy. He carries himself like a true leader. He's very classy. He's very hardworking. He's no nonsense. You, you just the only criticism you could give to him was, yes, you're not a top, you're not performing like a top line player. Yep which was understood, but it's nice to seeing him have this production again. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, second period is about to start, but we're going to still keep rolling with your uh, picks. But also, uh, let's uh, get caught up with some of these comments. Uh, Mike Twitter, uh, okay, Preds back on the ice for period three. Ryan Johansson is the Hunt Brother player of the game. All right, so for no one that watches the local Preds Valley broadcast uh the hunt brother that's a uh, hunt brothers pizza which is their sponsor and some people might not know what hunt brother meant like but uh yeah he's hunt he's the hunt brother player. player of the game uh and uh let's see my uh mike twitter you guys enter this every game um like, i think he's saying that? like do we do this we definitely don't do this every game this is a uh we're gonna try to do this once a month once so we'll definitely do it again this season but uh, this is not an every game thing right now. Yep. But we do enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. This is so much fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get as, – as this third period gets underway, if anything big happens, we will, of course, talk about it. Keep commenting on the live game. We appreciate it. Uh, Kyle, in the meantime, let's get your next pick. Uh, so, I wrote these earlier today, uh, and this one has already been proven wrong. Uh <laughs> so, and it's actually a good one for once. And that was, I know I talk about Tanner Janot a lot, a lot, a lot. But uh, he had no points in the last three games. So, of course, I have this wrote down to talk about. He goes out and gets a point at the first period. So, that makes that point a little moot. But no, no, either, either way, he had a little bit of hey. It's still valid because we're reacting to last week. And what you said is still very valid. Like he has, he did go through a cool off period for a little bit. So uh, I think, I think the line moves on Saturday were a lot of a problem. Uh, Yes. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, My next one is shoot with an exclamation point. The Predators are being on the season are being outshot four seventy five to five twenty two. No, it it seems like I every know, I didn't know 
I didn't know the exact total, but that's that sound makes it sound even worse. Yeah, if if you look in general, they get outshot most every night by a fairly decent margin. I'm really surprised. I'm trying to watch. I've got it brought up on my phone down here, so I'm trying to watch it down here. Um, they're at, Nashville's actually leading in shots tonight, and I'm very surprised by that, uh, yeah. especially against Anaheim. Anaheim's been a kind of a offensive little powerhouse this year, so yeah. Yeah, the yeah the the Ducks are sixth in the league coming into the game in goals per game at three point three nine. Uh, I think a big key of this game has been that the Preds, knock wood, have only been to the penalty box once. Um, so Which that's is, big. That's I'm huge. Like, yeah, that is absolutely. They, they, huge. They, they've they've played pretty disciplined tonight. They really have. Like they've they've played <laughs> smart, and I'm sure it's been a point of emphasis, uh, which it needs to be. So, uh, and then the one penalty that they did take uh, was quickly erased because they drew a penalty. So the Ducks weren't even on the power play for very long. Uh, and, the, and that penalty, I said it earlier, that penalty they took earlier, uh, it was Janot's penalty. It, I felt like that was one of those instances where it was kind of a necessary penalty. Like the defense broke down. Soros was kind of like flailing, was out of position. Ducks were clamping in. And sometimes you just have to take a penalty and trust your penalty kill to make a decision or make a, make a move. So in that sense, I felt like the Preds took a necessary penalty in a bad spot. Most likely. Most likely. Uh, Sometimes you've got to throw your body out there and try to stop them because that's the only choice you have. Uh, Unfortunately. I like this comment. I like this comment here from, uh, from wit who's just been on fire tonight. Wit's just like been killing it with his comments tonight. But Witt says, Jano is the Watson Poyle always wished he had drafted. <laughs> yeah, so we were, yeah, we were talking about uh, signed pucks. Uh, a couple of the people in here have won, like, the first goal contest. Um, and I was telling them I bought a mystery puck, and I have it over here on the shelf. And I was like, oh, cool, I got it in the mail. And it was a signed Austin Watson puck. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, that's I mean, cool, it's I guess. Still- it's cool. It's still a side yeah. puck. It's still cool. It is. It's great. It's. I don't mind it at all. But I was just like, but that's that is a really funny comparison from Wit as far as like if Watson yeah. tried to Absolutely. play that way. Watson never. Ne- Watson never saw a fight he couldn't win, but unfortunately, he lost pretty much every fight. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's lost fights and teeth. And the thing is, Watson was a first round draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. 18th overall. (laughs) The only thing I'll give Watson credit for was he was a hell of a block shotter, like shot blocker. Like he would, he would lay his body out there, and he took some wicked uh, slap shots to the the chest and to the shins. And I will not ever, ever um, overlook the fact that Watson was definitely the type of player that would put his body out there. So I don't want to completely, Oh yeah. but as far, but as far as being a first round pick, he was definitely not what you would consider a good first no. round. Oh no. A huge steal and break up breakaway opportunity. I'm trying to see which player that was. Was that Novak? That had a chance. They'll show a replay on that. I'm pretty sure that was Novak that tripped over his own feet. And he had a walk-away, open, uh, breakaway goal goal chance. And I'm pretty sure that was Novak. I might be wrong, but it looked like it was Novak. 
We'll have to wait for a replay. Oh, I just now saw it. My stream is way behind. (laughs) Mine's more behind than yours. Oh, there it is. Yep. Oh, he tripped. Oh, man. Bummer. Was that Novak? I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Novak. It it flashed pretty quick there. Uh, We'll have to wait for the replay. So you know that's going to be on the – the images that precede unfortunate hockey events. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Or it might even, it might even make, it might even make sports center top 10, not top 10. If that's still a the thing. Dang it. It is. So Steve uh, dangles. Dang or what's the, uh, what was the, uh, what was the, uh, Oh no. What was the uh, NFL one where it was like, uh, come on, man. Come on, come on, man. That's what it was. And we have yep. a come on man right now because the ducks just tied it. Ah. Oh. Come on, man. That's uh, that is one of those. What? I'm still. Waiting oh no! Pinball goal. Oh, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna shake your head on that one. I'm still waiting for it to catch up. The puck, the shot, the puck bounced off oh. two different Preds players to beat Soros. It, it bounced off. Like- Yossi and then bounced off Fabro and then got past Soros. Good Lord. Is there a goaltender in this league that has worse luck when it comes to friendly fire? Mm. Oh, my gosh. That is the true definition. Oh, Lord. That is terrible. That is the true definition of a pinball style goal right there. Like, it literally pinballed off two different (laughs) Reds players and went past Soros. Mike Twitter, Soros has so many bad luck goals like that. Yes, he does. I remember those. And unfortunately, unfortunately, if you look at box score and you don't actually look at how the goal was scored, you're going to say, oh, Soros has given up two goals and 18 shots. That's another um, bad night for him so far, whereas reality, he's played pretty good for the most part. So it's tough. Which so says, we'll, go, we'll, we'll talk about something happy to get. Yeah, out of let's, let's get another. Let's get, idea. The game, the game is the game is tied two to two. Uh, Kyle Perkins is about to bring us some some happy news. <laughs> so Matt Duchesne is tied for fifth in the league in goals, and that, before tonight's games, at twelve uh, at twelve goals, Alex Ovechkin has fourteen. There you go. I, I'm not saying he's. Ovi, but I'm saying he's having gray a haired. good year. <laughs> we got to put important context on there. Gray-haired, old and gray Alex Ovechkin. I might yes, uh, elderly Alex Ovechkin with his cane out there and probably a walker. I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, gray-haired Ovechkin. Gray-haired Ovechkin's probably my favorite Ovechkin of all time, though. Like, I mean, you look at his throughout his career, he's had all these different looks, but gray-haired Ovechkin is like it's seeing him just dominate like he's doing right now is just I can't even put words around it. But uh the fact that Duchesne's right there with twelve goals is just yeah, wild. Here Wit Wit has something happy for us. An embarrassing star's own goal. Yes. I'll take that, that all day long. Uh, yeah, give us all that, please. Yeah. I got I came across a really interesting um before we go ahead there with your personal <laughs> here. Uh did you guys come across the um the uh Graphic here from Ovechkin. They shared how many goals oh, Ovechkin scored against every NHL team. I saw that. 
And uh, so he scored 13 goals again in 21 games, career games against the Preds. Is anyone trivia time? Someone take a guess right now. You can also take a guess if you're in the chat right now. Don't cheat. Which team has Alex Ovechkin scored the most career goals against? Wow. Nobody cheat. I wouldn't have gotten this right. I'll be honest. Just say it to you. Say your your first guess. Devils. Okay. Rich? Uh, Man, that's tough. You know it's got to be an Eastern Conference team, so at least you you can cut out half the league, basically. Is it Pittsburgh? It's a good guess. Is anyone let's, let's check the comments real quick here before I just reveal the answer. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, Lindsay. Lindsay uh, says, "Isn't it Tampa Bay?" Justin Gambino mm. guesses the Devils. Um, let's see. All right, we're going to go ahead and reveal it. Uh, Wit Witsey guessed the Canes. It is yep. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. <laughs> they had a lot of bad 40, years. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 49 goals in 74 career games against the Lightning. 48 goals in 67 career games against the, th- uh, the uh, Jets slash Atlanta Thrashers. Long live the Atlanta Thrashers. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then All the right, Canes are third. Canes are third with uh, 43 goals. I would have probably guessed the Pittsburgh Penguins, honestly. So yeah. that was a good guess. But it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, yeah, that was a really cool graphic I came across earlier. Yeah, he's, he's, got, a goal against, he's got a goal against every current franchise. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. And you just right, know Kyle, they're coming, too. That's what's funny. Kyle, do you got another pick for us? That was my five. So that was my top five. Oh, picks. nice. <coughs> All right. So, Another really awesome edition of Perks Picks this week on this Monday, episode 82 of Catfish and Ice, our first ever live watch along. We picked the Ducks to do this, and it's just perfect because it's been a really good game. We picked a really good game to do it. Mm-hmm. Now we yep. just need the Preds to go ahead and win because if the Preds lose tonight, we're never doing another one of these ever again. No. I can promise you. <laughs> And uh, we already know Rich isn't allowed to watch Preds games at his in-laws anymore. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, you weren't on. Yeah, so I was at my apparently in-laws watching the game. Apparently, apparently bad things happen every time Rich, is, Rich watches the Preds at his in-laws. So uh, It really sucks, too, because my yeah. father-in-law has got like a 70-inch TV. It's really awesome. Ooh, You're just going to have nice. to plan accordingly from now on. You're just going to have to plan yeah, accordingly from now on. All right, we got a 2-2 game right now. Kyle's going to stay with us for the duration of the game and the episode. We, again, appreciate everyone joining us for episode 82, this live watch-along against the hated Anaheim Ducks. And uh, there's Ryan Getzloff rocking the mustache as um, the Ducks tied it at 2-2. I'll never, ever be able to stomach the Ducks being good at anything. <laughs> Even though – I mean, the rivalry has really died. It's really not what it used to be. Right. But if you're a lifelong Predators fan, it's so deeply rooted in you to not like the Ducks because you remember those battles when the Ducks were a really, really great team and the Preds were trying to get over that hump. And those Ducks teams were dirt. They were – you had Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler and Ryan Johansson went at it. They had a really big rivalry. 
personal rivalry, if anyone remembers. Of course, Corey Perry was on the Ducks. Uh, and then you had, uh, of course, you had, uh, oh, who's the other guy? I'm leaving out. Ryan Geslov, of course. But they had another guy that was uh, really not liked at all. Uh, but that team was just full of goons. Yeah. And, uh, so you just never forget about that. You never forget about that as a Predators fan. So even though the rivalry is really not as exciting as it used to be, it's still a rivalry. It still really sticks out. So Witt says, guys, what's the over-under on Corey Perry getting a game misconduct for the second Preds outdoor game in a row? Oh, probably pretty good. I really hope it's not oh because that means somebody's hurt. That's <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah we don't need that. Yeah. We don't need that. And then here's your here's your Ugg Perry, yes sir. Yeah, that's I agree. yeah, that's that's uh, gosh, man, that was kind of the beginning of the end for Ryan Ellis in a Preds uniform, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we were talking about the stadium series earlier because Lindy was asking what she thinks the Preds uniforms are going to look like. Uh, Kyle, let's get your thoughts on that. What do you? What kind of design or color scheme, what are you hoping to see out of the stadium series uh, uniform that the Preds come out with? Well, going off of the logo and a lot of the merchandise I've seen advertised for, I'm thinking it's going to be navy blue. And I kind of hope they go off the neon motif that all the, like the stadium series logo and everything, uh, like the piping and stuff on the jersey, if they could do something mm-hmm. like that, only bringing in the neon type look to it. I think that would be kind of neat if they do it right. If they do it wrong, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but, and the whole the whole neon sign thing plays off of Broadway because Broadway's notorious yeah. for all the all the signs, you know, look loaded up, you know, kind of like stretching all down Broadway. So I, the logo itself for the stadium series was really cool. Yeah, I really I mean, I like that. that. Yeah, but I, really I really well, hope it's maybe really well done. Yeah, it would make sense. Tie it into the Titans a little bit if you want. Like, um, and I can't wait to see that atmosphere at Nissan Stadium. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. really hoping the I'm really hoping the Preds are playing competitive hockey at that point. They're not like fading fast because uh, the last thing I need to see is uh, on the fence Preds fans sell all their tickets to Lightning fans, and it turns <laughs> into an away game. Um, that's because I'll tell you, I really think that uh, Tampa Bay will show up with a really big crowd. I expect oh, that. Yeah. It's yeah. an easy trip. It's an easy trip for them. Um, even though it probably is kind of hard to ask someone from Tampa Bay to make the trip to Nashville in February. That's probably not like weather wise. <laughs> yeah. But they will. I'm telling you though, we need, we need Preds fans to hold on to those tickets and have a reason to hold on to those tickets. And hopefully that means the team is still playing very well and they're competitive at that point. I don't know if you just saw it, uh, but Duchesne just about got another one. It was He's had a good night. Duchesne's been there. He's been in the in the action. He's just you know, he's 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 just missed it. You know, he's been right there, but um he's just missed it. He's had a good game. I think he's had a strong game. It's just not really showing up um in the box score. But uh we got about ten minutes left in the period. Yeah. So it's still a two to two. To, it's as a two to two game. The Preds are finally out shooting the opponent for a change. They're up uh, thirty one shots on goal, twenty shots on goal for the Ducks. So the line that is out right now, unless they're in the middle of a change, is uh, 
Johansson, uh, Duchesne, and Tolvanen. So that could be oh. interesting. But I think I they, like they might have been changing. I, so They might have been. I see uh, Sissons out there. So, yeah, they were changing. Uh, yeah. uh, hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Five right, minutes later, we'll no. find out what happened. False alarm, no goal. False alarm, no goal. Chad, pause yours for like 30 seconds. I can't help it. It's so natural. I can't help it, though. Like, you'll see why I said, oh, no. Uh, I can guess. Yeah, Soros just had to be like ridiculous again. Like, like you, you see the Ducks only have 21 shots on goal, and you're like, oh, Soros can't be having that bad of a night like yeah, oh he can't God. be under that much duress but like yeah he still <laughs> he still had to make us some clutch saves tonight oh yep there's one wow i don't like i, I don't like where this period's trending right now for the preds they're kind of on their heels again Here you i don't go. like it at all Lindsay, just, stop scaring us chad <laughs> i just i'm sorry Lindsay. i speak the truth here and i just don't like I feel like they're on their heels. I feel like they're kind of uh, they're kind of chasing the puck right now. Is what I see. I, I yeah. The ducks are dict the ducks are dictating what they want to do, and the Preds are just kind of chasing them around. Chad, just don't like many, it. what's the time left in the period on your stream right now? Oh gosh, I'm going to reveal it. It's eight twenty eight minutes and twenty seconds left. No, oh, I'm at eight fifty five. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, I'm at- Why am I so? I'm at nine fifteen. <laughs> you're at what? Nine fifteen. Oh wow. Oh no, Kyle's. Kyle, we're gonna ruin the whole game for Kyle. <laughs> yep. All right. That's funny. All right, now I'm at eight twenty-eight. Oh, me too. Well, there's a That's there's weird. a timeout now on the ice. So. All right. That's funny. All right. While we're waiting for this to happen here. Um, Another topic we can bring up that we talked about earlier before Kyle joined, and I want to get Kyle's thoughts on this. I think that Matt Duchesne is realistically, I kind of gave a little bit of a wide estimate, but I think Duchesne realistically will crack 40 goals this season. He'll easily break the record, a single season record for the Preds, which is only 34 goals. That's a really low number, honestly, compared to most teams. And then, you know, how many do you think that's a realistic or do you think he can even go higher? I don't know if he'll go higher, but I think it's really at this point with the goals he scored, it's a realistic uh, expectation. I don't think it's out of, yeah. I mean, when you look around the NHL, a, 34 goals is not a huge number. It's not that much. That's what I'm saying. It's so wild. Okay, I'm grinning into ear, ear to ear, and I've tried to keep my composure. I can't do it, it anymore. The Preds, the Preds have the lead. Look at there, Mike. Twitter, bang. Chad's mom. Trinning. And you want to talk about a bang? What Finally. A, yeah, hey, Yakov Trinning. The Yak attack is the Yak attack is loose tonight. He is having himself a game. I want to. I did. I missed it. So he I went. Think Yakov, nope. I think. Yeah. I think Yakov. If the Preds can figure out a he way to win this game, he stole the puck, took it down, and scored it all by him, big boy self. Look at yes, that. Boys. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
If the Preds win, go ahead and give Yakov Trenin that top star because he has been – Oh, you got to love from, that, man. He's been the best player on the ice. He's been it, the best player. I love his celebration because he just, like, throws the arms up and dives into the glass at the end. Every that time always makes forward. me so nervous. When he does that, it makes me nervous, though. I always feel like he's going to, like, like sprain something or, like, hurt his wrist or something. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, he, by he, the way, that doesn't happen. He throws himself into the boards, like, really, like, violently. Like, he's a big boy, though, so. But it is a it is a great celebration though. It oh, yeah, is an awesome definitely. celebration. Another thing I love about Trennan is when he scores. I mean, it's like emphatic. Like it's just like there's yeah. no finesse to it. It's just like no, I'm just gonna what, blast yeah. it so hard past you. The hockey yep. equivalent of a sand, of a slam dunk. I is agree. One hundred percent. Yep. By, by and, the way, uh, Kyle, Kyle, I want to let you know real quick. Uh, Chad's mom is in here, uh, chatting Hi, with Chad's us. Mom. Yeah. So somewhere, somewhere in her possession, there is a picture of a young Chad with a with a mullet. So, oh, that exists. Man. So I, we got to figure out how to see that. So, um, <coughs> oh. all right, uh, all right. So, uh, so uh, he's, he's so changing mother, the subject. So, mother, mommy, dearest, if you ever ever share that picture, you will be banned from every catfish on ice episode. For the rest of the season. Because I will make sure it is seen by everybody on the entirety yeah. of the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There is uh, a when, picture of me with there's a picture of me with a mullet somewhere out there, but uh that's funny. let's keep let's keep so, that locked uh, away somewhere. Real quick, Wit Wit topping off here. So we just want to thank them for coming on and for all thank the cool you so comments. much, Wit. Thank awesome. you so much, Wit. You, Wit hey, Wit brought the Brought the heat tonight. Tons, tons of stuff. So much, about. so yeah. much good information. Really, really put some good stuff out there for us. So thank you, Wit, for joining uh, the watch along tonight. Come back and see us again for yep. the next one. Yep. Oh, chat. Eileen Minton, tempting. So just, I don't know if you know, but Kyle is like a, a meme wizard. So if he got that picture, uh, Chad, oh no, 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 Kyle could like. Come up with something just no. stellar. So, Rich, why all, are you all, giving I'm, ideas all I'm going to say is Billy Ray Mitten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? It's, it's all with love. It's all with back love. to the game. We're, we're in crunch time here, and all we can talk about is my mullet. I'm pretty sure people want to talk about the Preds and not oh, my mullet. Gosh. Just love it. All love right. It, love it. Love it. Anyway, I, gotta, I don't know. I got to figure I got to make sure that I do nothing to make my mom mad because she will totally right. do that. <laughs> All right. Back All right. to the game. Crunch time. It's crunch time here. Under seven minutes left. The Ducks, they're coming back. They're not, they're not backing down at all right now. They're no. The so, Ducks, uh, have, here's a, hey, the, 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 the Ducks have impressed me tonight. Like they both teams yeah, have they're the real deal. Me, honestly. Both teams yeah. have actually played. This hasn't been one of those games where I think both teams just play horribly and someone has to win type of thing. I actually think both teams have played a pretty strong competitive game. And so the Ducks, I come away impressed so far. They've, they've played a good game. Yeah. Yeah. They've. Uh, and how do you how do you guys feel about potentially both of these goalies being their go uh, their country's goalies in the Olympics? I uh, definitely would. Definitely John Gibson. Yeah. Definitely both of them, yeah. 
Uh, who would you put in front of Soros from Finland right now? That's I don't even. You're I don't right. even I, know any of them. That I are, mean, you have Tuka Rask, but he is he's out. So he I'm, he's not. You know, he's like not even under contract. Yeah, I don't think so right now. No, like it, he he yeah. goes and practices at the facility, but they let him play at the facility, but he's not under contract. So now, I don't think it would. But be now him. that you now that you mentioned that, Kyle, uh, we're very very high probability that we're watching two goaltenders who are going to be representing their countries in the Olympics. True. So that's really, really here's, cool observation. Yeah. That's here's the answer right here. Uh, from Mike. Clear. Pecorine. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, and this was, this was from October 7th and they're still saying Tuka Rask, Eunice Corposalo and UC Soros. Eunice Corposalo is a backup. in <laughs> I forgot about Corpusalo. Yeah, I forgot about Corpusalo. Definitely um, Soros out of those. Uh, let's see. Lindsay says Markstrom is a lock for Sweden right now. Uh, Markstrom, yeah. The, how about the oh, Flames? Yeah. We brought this up earlier. The yeah. Flames have seven shutouts as a team right now. That's insane. They sure They're on one. They're somebody yeah, showed showed. I think it was shutouts. Like they've had the quickest or the most shutouts. Yeah. Most but it was outs, like yeah. seven shutouts. They, they were showing teams, the other teams. There was like six, five teams. It was the Flames, and the rest of the teams for were from like the 1920s, like yeah, 28, 27, whoever. Yeah. To have seven shutouts this early in the season, in this day and age in hockey, where it's a much higher scoring type of game, that's just it blows my mind. Yeah, this, the Flames. I mean, I still think yeah. the Ducks are a more surprising team. Because I, I feel like the Flames had higher expectations in the preseason. They're not like a terrible team, but right. the Flames have definitely shown that hey, they're they should be considered one of the big boys in the West. In the West, like they're up there. Yep, they're yeah, they're big. they're. All right, oh. come on, Yossi. Yeah, so Yossi's in the box here. Um, it's looking like the uh, mm. the Ducks power play, which is uh, fourth in the league coming into tonight. Uh, they're going to get another chance here. So, I think he stopped a breakaway. So, it could be another situation where it was a necessary penalty. Sometimes you have to take them. Unfortunately, yeah, that's what it looked like anyway. Mm. We want to see an Ekholm goal to finish this out. That would be make the night. Oh man, you want to talk about a player who's been a disappointment? I hate to say that, but Matias yeah. Ekholm has not had a great year at all. It's such a bummer, no. man. Like. He gets the contract or whatnot, and then played. You know, he's always plays well, and then just this year, he is just struggling. And I want to give a I want to give credit to another another person, uh, Matt Hardesty, who's in our chat, our private chat. He, you want to talk about someone who's been beating the drum on Matthias Ekholm for a long time? I got to give him a lot of credit because he is the biggest world's biggest critic of of Matthias Ekholm and. He looks he looks pretty smart on it right now because it's been a rough year for for Eki. Absolutely. So listen to this listen to this stat line that Trenton has tonight. He's got one goal, one assist for two points, plus minus. I know people hate that stat, but he's a plus two on there. He's got four shots on goal, three hits, one block shot, one takeaway, and thirteen and a half minutes of ice time. I think that's the definition of efficiency. <laughs> and a lot of that yeah. happened on his goal. <laughs> yeah. 
Lindsay says, like can Mangiapane make the Canadian Olympic team? Uh, I would – yeah, probably. <laughs> I would say so. I feel like I feel like sometimes we don't give Trennan enough. Now, I, I, was, I would have said this even before tonight's game. Sometimes we forget about Trennan because he, he is in the bottom six or whatever. And uh, I think sometimes we just think of Trennan as this rough-nosed guy that loves to fight, but – the guy is really rounding out his game. I don't know if you agree, uh, Kyle, but when you look at when you look at Trenton, when he was on the Admirals and even when he was over in Russia, he was not a bruiser. That wasn't his game at all. He he developed that when he came over here. He was a goal mm-hmm. scorer. That was yeah. his thing. Is he scored goals? So his he's definitely changed a lot now he's adding some more of that scoring touch back in i think he worked a lot on agility over the summer and mm. i think that's that's what's really helping him out this year as compared to years in the past uh just for the simple fact point. he's able to move around better yeah he goes to russia and trains and you know that's probably harder than any training anywhere yeah uh also uh, um Looking at uh, currently active Finnish goaltenders, um, Soros has the highest save percentage with uh, a 920, and uh, Auntie Ranta uh, mm. is next with a nine uh, 919, and then Mika Koskinen is third with a 907. So, yeah, we, we should go ahead and put Soros in as the. Finnish representative, I would think. I'd be totally surprised if that doesn't happen. All right, so the the Ducks have their power play opportunity. They're getting zone time. The Preds are kind of hanging on for dear life right now. I'm just going to um, – they're looking for that perfect shot on the power play, but they've, they've got it. They've got possession. Preds are having trouble clearing. Um, oh, it's coming down, boys. I mean, you get you, you figure out a way to kill this penalty off, and suddenly the Ducks are going to have to uh, pull their goaltender pretty soon. Yep, big save by Soros. Oh wow! I'm pretty sure the Ducks just hit the post. Good. I think the Ducks <laughs> Viva hit the la post. post. I felt Viva la post. I felt like that. Well, I want to see the replay here, but um, I'm waiting for it looks like it did. Ensuing oh, scrum on. in front of Soros after it. They're showing a replay here. Let's see. Really good setup. Yep, that hit the post. Troy Terry, your point see, leader. I'm got just that now spot. getting to where it hit the post. Oh, I just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That was Troy Terry. That's their point leader. He's, He's got the puck just... covered. Get off him. Gosh, man, I hate that. Well, you yeah. got guys like Benning and all them sticking up for him. So, oh, I, I love that Benning. I do too. I we were talking about it earlier. Benning. Yeah. He plays it. He Benning plays his role perfectly. He knows his role. He knows what he's going to do and he does it. You want to talk about the predator way. You want to talk about blue collar yeah. hockey. Matt Benning is the essence of blue collar hockey. He goes yep. out there. He's nothing flashy. He just works and works and works rem- and works. He reminds me of another player that the Preds used to have in their bo- in their bottom defensive pairing, and that was Potato. Anthony Potato mm-hmm. was a um, a very poor man's third third pairing defenseman that used to play that way. 
Oh my gosh! How in the hell is Soros doing this? Soros I'm is trying. Soros is trying to put the team on his back right now and carrying them across the finish line. That's literally what Soros is doing right now. Good. What, Kyle? You're about to see this uh, reactionary save Soros just made. He spit out the rebound, unfortunately, but uh, he still got the glove on it. So, oh, it's getting. Oh Lord. Let's see. According oh, to oh, oh Lord. Oh oh boy. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, y'all see it now. You're catching up to me. According to Valley, according to the Valley Sports South broadcast, uh, Saros now has 12 saves already in this third period. So. Yeah, the ducks are about the, the ducks are closing in on the shot shot totals here. It's thirty four to thirty, and he lost his stick as well. If yeah, you notice at the end. Oh, of that look, play. he he was trying to pick it up and then caught the puck. That was awesome. Uh, duck, Wide open shot are though, not like that. Ducks are going to be pulling their goaltender here pretty soon. I'm kind of um, surprised so, they haven't. Let's see. So Lindsay gets in on here on that play. Thank you, post, and then she says, "Juice, juice, juice." Yes. And then I don't know what you call that emoji she just shared. I don't know what it's called, but um, it looks like a really shocked emoji. I don't know. With a I'm, not up on my, uh, I'm not up on my emo- emoji vocabulary, so I don't know what you would call that emoji. But uh, well, let's see. Uh, Mike, t- Mike Twitter, uh, Preds not giving them a chance at the goaltender pulling right now. He's off the ice now. What is that? Oh, those are mind blown. Oh, gotcha. Mind blown. Okay, that's the name of the emoji. Okay. Well, that's a really good emoji to use in that scenario because – all right, just under two minutes left in regulation, oh, and man. the Ducks have pulled their goaltender. I Buckle really, up. really want to see a Tolvin or a Tomasino empty net goal to end this game. And, that would be amazing. And- Unless you pay attention to my facial expression, I'm not going to give give away what happens to my co-hosts since they're so far behind. But awesome. if you look at if you look at my facial expression. I can't hide that. Yeah. Well, your face is frozen on my screen, so it's all good. <laughs> well, that's not good. All right. All right, boys. <coughs> Close this out. Man. I like the defensive structure. They're still giving Saros room to see the puck, but they're still getting good pressure on the man. So, come on! All right. Was that Bridgestone, a block? Bridgestone Arena crowd. Bridgestone Arena crowds on their feet right now. Like they're uh, they're willing the team to victory. They're trying to uh, anyway. I thought you just gave something away. <laughs> no, no, I would never do that. <laughs> We've got a we're under a minute left in the game now. I'm not this even looking is, uh, at the comments. I'm not looking at the comments because somebody's gonna. Uh, well, Mike Twitter says so intense, and I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. It's a uh, very intense. This is why we, this is why we love hockey right here. Is, is Whoa, for these what moments. a even the, that was quite the slap shot. Knock it in on accident. Too funny. How many seconds right. did you show, Kyle? Um, they're showing the replay right now. Okay, yeah, we're. I think we're on. He's uh, All right, so it looks like uh, the 
the Yossi Ducks, the Ducks blocked that Joker. Yeah, that was a hell of a block by Yossi. All right, so we got a timeout. The Ducks have called a timeout. You see uh, Dan Hanote, uh, assistant coach for the Predators, who I love him. I yeah. love Dan Hanote. I do he's too. Been he's, a, I just he, he has he a lot of he's energy. The energy guy. Yeah, that's he a, deserves yeah, exactly. he he deserves so much credit for how this team plays and how they play for each other. I feel like the Preds locker room has hasn't been this united in a long time. Yeah, like I love so, that. So the coach is drawing up a play for Anaheim. He's telling one of the guys to get his lasso out. He's gonna lasso one of the Predators. Like on the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a mighty ducks. Uh, is that a two or three? I don't remember, Kyle. That is two. Two, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Or or they're gonna go with the flying V. I've already said the flying V once tonight, so all right. It's not as not as good, but we've got Getzlov versus Sissons in the face-off circle. This is a huge face-off. Getzlov wins the face-off. Boo. Mm, boo. I mean, he's hard to beat. He's yeah. <laughs> He's been one of the best face-off guys in the league forever. They just, they just flash his numbers. He's got 16 face-off wins tonight. That's just – that's pretty damn good. All right. Soros. Time, time ticking away. Whenever the whenever you're the team that's winning and they empty the net, does oh, it no. not feel like the longest uh, yep. two minutes of your life? Absolutely it does. I mean, it's just uh, – that, that, and the the last ten seconds when they're trying to kill a power play, yeah, that's the worst for me. I'm like, I don't know which. I think this is worse though. This is more nerve wracking. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, this part is. But I'm just saying, I don't like that either. <clears throat> All right, Soros has just been. He he has really lived up to his franchise goaltender status in this third period. I mean, so. Random fact: Did y'all see Soros's tattoo he got of his dog? No, <laughs> no. it's it's freaking. I love awesome. it though. That's great. She's on his the dog. Uh, cool. His dog's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I think her name's Kisa or something. Yeah, yeah, that. something like it's, that. Yep. it's like Finnish for summer or something like that. Yeah, I love the I love the Preds official dog banner. Oh, oh he's yeah. cool too. Yeah. And I love the the tongue in cheekness of the name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great. Whenever you can. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and give it away. The Preds have won. Yes, boys. It, I'll take it. I'll take big it. Time clutch when Huge. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. False alarm. False alarm here. There. The clock what? reads zero. But the players aren't leaving the ice. Now, full disclosure, I am not listening to the broadcast right now. Yeah, I'm I've either. got the broadcast on mute. Yeah. But something's <laughs> going on here. Something weird's going on. The Preds bench looks angry. Ekholm is arguing about something. I don't know exactly what's going on here because I'm not listening to the sound. But they have not. The, the, there's one second left. They put one second back on the clock. For what? Okay. I don't know. The face-offs. Let's see where the face-offs at. One second's enough time to score if it's in the if the face-off is oh, straight no. in. Yeah. I mean, it's very unlikely, but still, it, it's not impossible. Well, yeah, it's not impossible. 
And now it's fine. Awesome. Mike Twitter said Puck went into the netting. Okay. All right. All right. That that has been episode 82 of Catfish on Ice. Our watch along. The Preds win three to two. They just beat the hottest team in the NHL. One of the hottest teams, I guess you could say. Yes. Definitely up there. And they get a big win against a Western Conference rival. Let's look at the let's look at the uh, standings going into tonight. I'm pretty sure the Ducks were right there with the Preds as far as um, standings wise. Yeah, so the Preds now have 21 points on the season. They get their 10th win of the season. They send the Ducks to their sixth regulation loss of the season. Uh, the Ducks now have 23 points on the season. The Preds have 21 points. And the Preds also temporarily jump ahead of the St. Louis Blues in the Central Division. Absolutely. So there you have it with that. Uh, take that. Kyle, Kyle, give me your overall thoughts about how that period wrapped up real quick as we uh, end at 82. They did something that they very rarely do, and that's play with the lead. Uh, yes. they, they normally don't do that well. They <laughs> normally get to gripping the stick a little too tight and just – they make bad mistakes, take a lot of penalties. They just settled in, played good defensive hockey. Uh, UC did make a lot of good saves, but they also were letting him see the puck. And if your goalie can see the puck coming from 15 yards away, uh, he's probably going to stop it. Uh, yeah. <coughs> so Agreed. I, Very true. I think Rich, give me your final thoughts. Um, yeah, just a yeah. huge, massive win after the, the big dumpster fire in Montreal. Um, they came out and did what they had to do. Soros looked good still. I mean, obviously some are going to go in, but just uh, it was a big win against a really tough team. So, And what did I, what did I say when this game first started in the pregame? Good teams turn the page quickly after a really bad game. Bad games are going to happen in an 82-game season. It's part of it. But Absolutely. the Preds show tonight against a really, really good Ducks team that they can wipe away a really bad game and focus and, and, and play their style. And it's a really, really positive sign and a growing moment for the Preds. And I have a lot of confidence, growing confidence in this team when I see yep. them do what they did tonight against a very respected and good Ducks team. Uh, so great, outstanding game. This has been a really fun watch along. We can't thank all of our listeners who got in on the chat. Y'all were awesome. Y'all really made the episode as great as it was. It's all thanks to you. We can't thank you enough. We've got our contest giveaway running until Friday. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll draw a winner to get the Colton Sissons autograph and a $25 gift card to Nashville locker room. So stay tuned for the winner on that. We will also a schedule update. We will not be recording another episode until thanks until after Thanksgiving. First of all, we hope everyone has an outstanding and awesome Absolutely. Thanksgiving with their families. We will uh, definitely see you after the game on Wednesday and talk about the game. But we will our next episode will be Friday after the New Jersey Devils game. Stay tuned for that. A little bit of a change in schedule. We're not recording our new episode on Thursday this week so that everyone can enjoy their families and enjoy Thanksgiving. So we will see you then again. This has been episode 82 of Catfish and Ice Watch Along. 
for the National Predators versus the Anaheim Ducks with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins from Sent Draft Kings. Thank you so much. We will see you later this week after Thanksgiving. Everyone have a very happy day.